Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack, having fun with a world gone crazy. Sunny Update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Megan Kelly, 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 Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly Kelly with Ben Shapiro explaining about this. Please remind the audience why Americans care, why why they need to care about Israel in the Middle East. On a purely rationalistic, realist perspective, Israel is the only serious ally the United States has in the Middle East. They share intelligence, they share military supply, they share military technology, they're a powerful economy in the region. Now, on a moral level, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. Israel is not only the only democracy in the Middle East, it shares a Judeo-Christian heritage with the West. The root of Christianity is in Judaism. The roots of the West are in Sinai. They are, they, they come, we share a heritage together. I'm a Jew and I'm an American. And those two things are not in conflict. And the reason they're not in conflict is because Jewish values and American values in almost every way are, are coincident. The only reason I say almost is because there are Christian values that are that are added to Judeo-Christian there. But uh, to be a Jewish American is not a conflict. To be an American in favor of Jewry is not a conflict. Those are, in fact, absolutely coincident. Jews being beheaded in the streets by Islamic savages uh, is, uh, is is a reason for anyone to worry. Now, you know, uh, it, it, it sounds complicated, the whole thing, but right now, in the present time, forget all the history of Israel and how it became about and what was done right, what was done wrong. Think about this. we got to deal with what's going on now. And the only thing that I can tell you right now is there's 40 babies that were beheaded. Mm. Okay, that's what you got to focus in on. This is not about conflicts that we can talk out at a peace you know, keeping table or some kind of conference or let's meet. This is not, this is barbaric. This is, these are people, Hamas does not represent the people of Palestine. I believe there's people, there's Palestinians that support Hamas because in any culture like ours, there's still people in the streets right now in the United States of America that believe that BLM is a righteous organization. BLM co-opted black people to steal their money and steal money from corporations that were too sissy to do anything like say no. And uh, and they did everything they could to steal money from corporations to buy themselves stuff. I mean, it's basically the bottom line. It's very simplistic. They're, they're thieves, but there's people still out there that think, oh, they're about, you know, supporting black people and black lives matter and the police and the, you know, the aggression of the police. No, 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 no. Hamas is just like that. That's the, that's the best example I can give you that you would understand. Hamas co-opted the Palestinian people, and I'm reading I'm reading all this, and I'm fascinated by it. Although it's really really sick, and the, and it, it, it's almost too much to take in. But right now we have to focus in on what's going on, and forget all that for just a second. Israel has every right to defend itself, and if you want to read about all the history that led to this, you can. But it's only going to confuse you in the moment. The moment's what's important. What kind of barbarian? goes out, they're raping women, beheading 40 babies. It's insane. And I found this reporter. She works uh, in the Middle East. She's American. But she's on the ground right there by Gaza. Listen to this. 40 babies, at least, 
were were taken out on gurneys. Still, right now, they're going house to house, uh, still evacuating dead bodies. You continue to see just uh, cribs overturned, strollers left behind, all of these doors wide open. He said, we don't know the exact number of casualties because they're still collecting dead bodies, still going door to door because the active fighting here uh, just stopped. They say it is unlike anything they've ever seen in their entire lives before. Uh, the number of bodies, the number of casualties, the number of their family members, their friends uh, who all live in the, these these communities. It's it's truly horrific images that they've seen firsthand. And as you can see, still, uh, you can hear those explosions overhead, still active, ongoing fighting. I mean, you hear her, she's shaken up. Oh, and yeah. She does this for a living. They were kidnapping people, the people they have hostage, and calling their families and mocking them that they had their family members held hostage. This is not people that you could like sit down and have a conversation no, with. No, this is not what it's about. Israel is doing the right thing, and we need to back them with everything we got. I mean, uh, Ben Shapiro said it right there. They're our number one ally. Now, but- it shouldn't just be us, though, right? When, when you do stuff like that, that's isn't that like a Nuremberg crime? Like, Well, yeah. No, there's no Geneva Convention here. I mean, the first ones to came, come out was Macaroon and the uh, Prime Minister, the German Chancellor. I mean, Biden uh, held back. He was probably still sleeping. He was probably... I'm not kidding. He's probably still sleeping, and it took him a while to respond. He responded yesterday, but it's a script he read. I mean, the responses I'm listening to are the ones that are coming from people that really care. And uh, the other thing, there's people that actually side with Hamas, like... Uh, what's her name? Rashida Tlaib? Representative... Ilhan Omar, Democrat of Minnesota, Rashida uh, Tlaib. She's the one that married her brother, right? Yes, Ilhan okay. Omar is. But Rashida Tlaib, see, that's the problem you have. You pe- you don't have someone there going, hey, Rashida, you moron, take the flag down. She wouldn't condemn what Hamas was doing. They asked her, and she wouldn't. she would not speak against them. That's a bit of a red flag, no? You know? And yeah. nobody says anything. All right. Lindsey Graham. Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take from the Iranian regime? I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. If Hamas kills one American or Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. He's absolutely correct. Totally correct. And it's Iran. They're the ones behind us. According to Iranian media, Ayatollah al-Khamenei told an audience of military cadets that Hamas has inflicted irreparable damage to Israel. As a matter of fact, he used the word, we defeated Israel, but denied any responsibility. Come on, man. This is their history. They back Hamas. They fund Hamas. They train Hamas. Kevin uh, McCarthy was talking about the media that says, oh... The $6 billion that Biden said, they'll do anything to protect this old goat. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Uh, the $6 billion that Biden sent over there, not only do they not have access for war. Yeah, we believe things operate there like they operate here. That's that's a pretty funny joke right there. But um, Kevin McCarthy came out and said that $6 billion has a lot to do with it. The $6 billion went into a, into a, little, uh, a little coffee cup labeled yep. you know, humanitarian aid. But what the Iranians are doing, taking $6 million out of that coffee pot and putting in another one that says aiding terror. It's simple as that. Empty, empty yeah. coffee cans, all right? One says schools, the other one says rockets. Yeah. 
That's what they do. You know, the money is going to be accessible to them in short order in about a week or two. But it's not like you think. It's not like it's not what Obama said. It's not a pallet of money. You know, it's it's uh, bank credits. They're at Cutter right now, and they're going to be released to them directly in about two weeks. So why what it is is saying that the United States is willing to pay to release hostages. And uh, if the West is willing to pay release hostages, and here they were talking about five hostages, what is the West willing to pay to release 100 and 130 hostages? And uh, some of these are Americans, as you know. Yeah, exactly what I said yesterday. I said they know they can get money for hostages. Now they have 140 of them. As opposed to five that Iran had before. Right. We just got hostages returned from Iran. But the money's in Qatar. It's it's an account receivable. So, and it also has this humanitarian thing you're being told by the mainstream media that, oh, they can only use that money for humanitarian purposes. For whatever they want. What do you think? Somebody's sitting behind the Ayatollah going, what are you writing that check for? Right. Is that that for the Girl Scout cookies? You better write them for Girl Scouts. What did What's-His-Face say to Lester Holt? Yeah, their leader said, we, we use it however we see fit. Is that the it, guy you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, well, it's supposed to be for humanitarian aid. He's like, well, anything that we decide is for humanitarian aid. How about right. that? So wait, wait, so we're not going to, why aren't we freezing the money? Like, what do we, what do well, we do? Well, wait, there's been suggestions of freezing the money. Oh, they could suggest so, until the cows come home. They're not going to, are they going to do something? No, no, so far nothing. So that, that tells you a lot about what Mr., you know, Biden's saying. I mean, that's all written for him. There's no, there's, if they meant it, any of that, they would have done it already. They're not freezing anything. And while this is all going on, this is what makes me just my stomach turn. While this is all going on, John Kirby, right? John Kirby's out there yesterday talking about Joe Biden and defending Joe Biden, who said just a few days ago that still climate change is the most important existential threat we have. You're with, kidding. With, no, he no, said it. He yes. said that. Yeah. The only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. The insanity of that, the what? need to control, the, the, the lust for money is beyond belief that they'll say anything and do anything to get any kind of climate change legislation done uh-huh. so they can control your ass because that's all they want to do. And Kirby's now, defending him. Absolutely he does. Climate change is an existential threat. It could, you know, it actually what? threatens and is capable of wiping out all human life on Earth uh, over time. I mean, that's I don't know how more existential you can get to that, but that doesn't mean that we walk away from our obligations, our national security interests in very dangerous parts of the but world. John, you mentioned he, he said it was more frightening than a nuclear war is that it's more frightening than a nuclear war in this moment the president believes wholeheartedly that climate change is an existential threat to the all of human life on the planet that's just science that's a fact no that's not a fact as a matter of fact if you want to prove to yourself because you don't believe anything i say you really shouldn't you should look everything up take inconvenient truth out Read the book. Are you kidding me, Rick? Watch the movie. And then you write down, as you read the book or watch the movie, write down all the predictions. You tell me about one prediction that has come true, not one. You know what you've done, though? You've created a, a, a segment of society, Generation Z and younger, that feel like committing suicide because they think there's no future because AOC told them we only have eight years to live. Even I mean, if that were the case, I feel like the nuclear war thing would maybe be a little bit bigger than that? You would think, right? I'd rather deal with hot weather than my skin melting off. No, it's crazy. 
Dude. Now, here's another one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to dump this all on you, but I mean, maybe maybe today we get motivated for somebody to call somebody. I mean, that's what you need to do. I know it sounds ridiculous because you're going to get some clerk, but you know what? You talk the clerk's ear off. He's writing the stuff down. It goes into a booklet that gets taken into the senator's office or congressman's office, and, and they do read that stuff. And when there's enough of the same thing, they start worrying because they might lose their money train. You know what I mean? They're not thinking about because they care about you. They're, they see their money train being, you know, spoiled by people that are angry that you're not doing the right thing. And sometimes they do the right thing, but under pressure, not because they care about you. But um, that's the sad part is when it's all just, hey, whatever I can say to get reelected the next year. And it's like, are you listening to yourself, though? Now, you think after all this, we would have troops on the border. We don't have troops on the border. As a matter of fact, we're setting records every day. 10,000 people unvetted are coming across the border every single day. And again, John Kirby was asked, because he's the national security advisor. He was asked, hey, don't you think, isn't there like 150 terrorist people that just crossed the border and we don't know where they are? No, I don't have any specific uh, law enforcement actions to speak to today. Obviously, uh, we monitor threats uh, to our national security from inside outside the country, uh, all in real time. Uh, law enforcement uh, and intelligence community are, are, are watching as closely as they can and monitoring this. Uh, I would say, look, there's going to be a time and a place for us to take a look at the intel picture and uh, what was known, what wasn't known. That's not the time now. Really? N- now's not? Wh- when not would the, that be? Right. <laughs> now's not the time. When's a good time? Wow, that guy's really trying to earn his money, isn't he? Dude, he is such a, oh, God, what a just, you know, Can't. it's amazing how anybody can just bend over and be that much of a just- I mean, this guy is such a total <laughs> See, it's stunning. It is stunning. It's just stunning. How do you sleep at night? His, his wife must just- Probably sucking his thumb, rocking back and forth. You would hope so, but I don't even think he does that. He was on fake crying on CNN yesterday. He was fake crying? He was fake crying oh, on about CNN. About Israel? About Israel, yeah. Okay. Fake. I mean, you can tell. Just look at it. At least there's a little effort there. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you, <laughs> you know, this, know, this movie director, I forget his name. I was reading about that. I didn't bring the story because it's too much stuff. But uh, this director was saying that they teach, they actually have people from Hollywood tutoring politicians, politicians Stop. on how to bring emotion into play <gasps> because, oh, they, yeah. no, because they did a study. And if you're a man and you cry on television, you immediately endear yourself to other men 35 plus. Well, you're, you're showing your vulnerability. And to women. that And it's- uh, and The it's, women part, I believe. The man part, I don't. No, that men respect that of other men because oh, see, they can't I, do it themselves. But women, women absolutely fall in love with men that cry like, like he just, like he did on CNN. And they say it's an unbreakable bond after that. It's really scary to read this stuff. Don't do anything to manipulate you. <sighs> I mean, when you look at history, they always have. Yeah. People think they just stop now. All right, here are, oh. the, here are the things you need to know. These are real quick headlines. Black Lives Matter. Their chapters express support for Hamas after the terror attack. Are you ta- kidding me? No. What? Chapters of far-left Black Lives Matter expressed support yesterday for Palestine's Palestinians murdering Jews. It is, it's Hamas murdering Jews. I'm sure there's some Palestinians mixed in there, or you know, some that are one and the same, uh, days after the terrorist attacks launched on Israel. Starbucks. Starbucks Union backs prominent Democrats and they show their solidarity with Palestine after a protest yesterday. That's right, Starbucks. Starbucks coffee is complicit, is what I think, 
Because anybody that protests in this country against Israel at this time when they're slicing the head off babies. Oh, come on. I think I think you need to be pointed out. Starbucks union backed by prominent Dems solidarity with Palestine. These people have the Internet, though, right? What? These people have the Internet, right? No, they well, they do, but they would rather just listen to what their friends tell them and then go on that. Yeah, but how could you even see any of that video from what's going on over there? And Dude, then they go, won't watch that uh-uh. video. A lot of these people don't watch the video. You got to understand how Google works. Now, if you go on Google and you probably, you know, type in a, a benign question, something just, you know, hey, tell me how, what's going on? What's, why is there a conflict between Hamas, Palestine, and Israel? You'll get everything left. Everything's left. Everything. Google is a garbage can for the left. You need to go to another browser. Anyway, Jesse uh, Waters pretty much uh, said what we're saying. These are animals committing atrocities against civilians. They're raping women, kidnapping children, and butchering corpses, and parading them around like a savage ritual. To Hamas, these are delicious war crimes. The Geneva Convention, irrelevant. You take the politics and the history and the religion out of this struggle, and this is a war that's easy to take sides on. If you can't take the right side on this war after hearing these repugnant tactics, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, that's it. And you know, Hamas, they're not stupid people. They're sick. They amassed, they put together a video montage like we do lots of times of Americans cheering on Hamas. Of course. And they're playing it for their people. Isn't that something? All right. It's just mind-boggling. It is. Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. All right, we're going up uh, down to Polk County. Six men, including a daycare worker, Uber driver, and an Army veteran were arrested after allegedly showing up to an undercover location to sexually batter children. (laughs) Do we have any good news this morning? There's not a lot. I, I, you know, sp- uh, pumpkin spice latte even is bad news. I'll tell you about that in a second. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, this is another, this is a, this story though is a good thing. Not the people in it, but that the fact that they got busted. It's another big sex ring, uh, underage child trafficking bust. So they're getting them. They're getting them in small chunks, but they're getting them. Yeah. Which is the hopeful part. And here's Grady. I want you to get a good look at these folks because these are people that thought they were going to come have sex with children. They came to a strange undercover location thinking that they were going to encounter a 13 or a 14 or a 15-year-old child. They're dangerous. If it weren't for the outstanding work of the men and women of law enforcement, they absolutely would have attacked children had it not been an undercover operation. God. <laughs> and they and they have so many. You know, you realize how many undercover operations they probably have going on now that we have no idea about? There's something like, that's just a little drop in the bucket. The big one that happened a couple of weeks ago. 213 people, I think. That was a big one. This one is, what is it, six people? Six? Uh, no, it was more than that, I think. It, uh, no, six. Six, six. you're right. Yeah, so, I mean... If they can do this piece by piece, and that's—I mean—that's that's the hopeful part—is that they're they're on to them. They know who they are. They're waiting for the proof. They're just trying to bust them. I mean, they're they're working on it, which is, I guess, the good news. What is, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Why isn't that show still on? I, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because the guy saying? killed himself. Yeah, but at this point in the game, 
can we get over that? Minute. Who killed himself? So at the end of To Catch a Predator, one of the episodes, they were busting a guy that was trying to meet an underage child for sex. And when he realized he was busted, cameras were rolling. He took a gun. He blew his brains out. Okay. And they're so? like, oh, God, we can't do this anymore. And I'm like, no, he did you a favor. He's yeah, off the earth. They took that it off because like, of that? Yeah. That made your life easy. Hasta la bye-bye. You don't need to be a functioning human. You'd save the taxpayers money. What, yeah. So wait a minute. The show's recorded, so they, that didn't go on the air, did it? No. Oh. What, but they what, stopped so it what, after what, that. That's a gift. Well, I, I will say, I've seen a few of them like pop up on YouTube in different parts of the country. There's like groups of, you know, oh, mothers no and mistake. fathers that yeah. just like go out and capture these people There's and people, just toss them to the police. They're like vigilantes that are doing it on their own. They're catching people, whether it's if they're trying to to set people up or they heard it through somebody or they found something and they're filming them and they're running after them going, oh, hey, hey, Bob, what are you doing here? Oh, you came to meet what you thought was an eight-year-old boy? Yeah, well, you got me. Don't move. Cops are on the way. And they're doing that. People are doing that all over the the country. But when you watch some of those videos, it's incredible because the guy's like, well, you know, I may have 50,000 images of, uh, you know, some kind of terrible porn on my computer, I guess. What is the deal? What is that all about? One mother, they busted one mother. She was standing on the corner smoking a cigarette, looking at her phone. And they're like, are you the one that was trying to sell your daughter to uh, to, to somebody for underage sex? I think she had a 14-year-old daughter trying to sell your daughter to, 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 to a guy to come pick her up and he was going to pay you money. She's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then another woman, they were like, are you the one that's trying to find the, the 12-year-old boy to have a threesome with you and your husband? Like, they're literally, like, they're just busting people. I, I love it. I mean, I think it's great that people are catching people and holding people accountable instead of looking the other way. Yeah, but that, the level of restraint you'd have to have. I know you, you want to open some asses, yeah, I tell yeah. you that. Well, the other thing is, too, where it gets dangerous is, like, if you don't have proof and it's say it's false, mm-hmm. then you ruin somebody's life if you don't have proof. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, but it's still very state to state. You see some of them in like California and they go to toss the guy to the police and the cops just drive him home. Yeah. Like that's it. And the guy's wow. like, uh, uh, you're kidding, right? I would like, I have all the transcripts. Yeah. This isn't a crime enough for you. Well, wow. that's why, that's why people sometimes take things into their own hands. They're like, well, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. Okay. All right. I ran out of two minutes, even though that was interesting. Two minutes ago. Here we go. Bad news. As fall comes early, I really don't think that every freaking thing needs to be pumpkin spice. Yeah, bad news here. The Washington Post has uh, squashed one of the joys that everybody enjoys in the autumn, pumpkin spice. So you shut up Smokestack and I so you could talk about pumpkin spice? Is that what you just Yeah, did? because it's, it's very right. serious here. Pumpkin spice has a violent history. Wait, d- don't tell me it's racist. Yeah, no, no. This time the report titled Fall's Favorite Spice Blend has a violent history. Examine the Dutch 1621 invasion of Banda Islands. You know why they've invaded? Why? Well, they enslaved the people on the island. They killed most of them, and they uh, didn't go after the ones that fled to the mountains. They were starved out, though. The Dutch company was later accused of carrying out what some describe as the first instance of corporate genocide. Adam Colo, a historian and professor at University of Texas at Austin, told the outlet, and it was all for nutmeg. The report notes that nutmeg is one of the three key spices in all pumpkin spice products. It's also one of the key ingredients in apple pie, so what? So, so nut- because somebody fought about nutmeg 500 years ago, this is bad? Pumpkin spice has a violent history. Huh. You feel what? bad? Where do those people get the time? <laughs> to what? To go, you know what, I'm going to research this because I know there's something bad here. He probably hates pumpkin spice as much as I do. 
I feel like you would love pumpkin spice if you gave it a chance. No, I had some pumpkin. Somebody snuck some pumpkin in my coffee last week. I was like, oh. Are you sure it's not just like a mental block? Well, everybody loves it, so I'm going to hate it. That too. Okay. <laughs> little oppositional disorder. <laughs> and finally, here's another one. Um, science has confirmed that humans used to be cannibals. I believe it. I mean, you share 95% of your DNA with a chimpanzee, and they're <laughs> eating each other all day. Dr. Sylvia Bello is an expert on the evolution of human behavior working at the National History Museum and was part of the latest study published in Quaternary Science Review. That's another one I subscribe to. It's on your coffee table. Quaternary Science Review. Instead of burying their dead, these people were eating them. Well, That's right, in Western Europe. You didn't have Lunchables back then, so... You're probably right. Okay. Hungry? Then come on down to Shoulder and Back Steakhouse, where we're serving up the most delicious cuts of human meat in town. Mmm, this rear-end ribeye is delicious. Mm, so succulent. And have you tried the thigh flesh filet? You can really taste the leg meat. Oh, so tender. And don't forget about our famous blooming kidney. Um, we'll take two. <laughs> I just can't get enough human kidney. More human flesh, please. Shoulder and Back Steakhouse. No rules. Just human. See you soon. The Sunny Update. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast. Available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So Powerball, real fast, uh, estimated jackpot for tonight is $1.73 billion. God. <laughs> That's a death I, sentence. I'd lose my breath when I say that. That's so much. $1.73 billion. But I'm with Smokestack. I can't believe how much they take from you now. Why does it increase? Well, if you take the cash value, the lump sum... It's seven fifty six because you get less if you take the lump sum. If you no, no, take I... some over time, it'll be a lot more than that. But you get it over time versus getting it all at once. No, I get that, but at the same time, it's like. Do you? Because you. It seems like it was it every time. No, because it was like 40 percent they would take away between the taxes and everything. Now that's, it seems like it's over fifty percent. Taxes though. This is just. Yeah, I know it's a lot, but I don't know. What are you gonna do? Not take it? No, I know. It's All just right. kind of depressing that they win, too. Okay. Well, and they didn't do anything. I had to go down to the store no, and get the ticket. They didn't have to do that. Nothing you can do about it. I so. mean, you have the tax, which is like 40%, and then they knock a bunch off if you take the lump sum, which everybody does. Are you going to piss and moan if you win $756 million? That's my question. No, okay. but don't tell me a billion and okay. a half if I'm not even getting a billion. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, slowly over time, I've gone over to his side on this. I know, but what are you gonna are you gonna get upset over something you have zero control over and just piss and moan about it when you cannot do anything about it? Yes, it's Jill, it's the principle of it. Okay. I'm not taking the money if they don't give me all of it. You can give me some of it then. I will gladly take it for you to take yeah. some stress off of you. This is what I do as your co-host. A, I am here for you. I am a principled man. I, at least change it to like the what, your net. You know? Don't give me the gross, give me the net. It's the power net lottery. You know, I just don't advertise me a billion and a half if I'm getting less than that, a, a billion. Okay, well, this will make you in a good mood. This is a seven-year-old in New York City. I love this kid. His name is Marcelo, and he 
sings at an Italian restaurant. Seven-year-old does an impression of Frank Sinatra, puts the suit on, walks around, points at people, does the whole thing. Seven years old, Frank Sinatra impersonator. If I went to an Italian restaurant and he was there, I would like be tipping. This could be like, take all my money. What do you say? Hope you guys are having a great day. How cute. It's like, cute. you're beautiful. I love you. You're beautiful. It's cute. I wish his mic was louder. You over there. You're gorgeous. Hope you're enjoying the veal. Have a lovely day. Uh, OnStar is trying to put an end to carjacking. I'm not really sure how this is going to work. OnStar is still a thing? Yeah. Did you ever have OnStar in any of your cars? Yeah, I, I did. I had it. In, I had a Chevy Trailblazer and it came with it. And I had never had it before, and I thought, well, this is interesting. And this was back before OnStar could find your location and do a bunch of stuff like that. I had the phone. If I got in an accident, I could call them, say, I'm in an accident, I'm on the side of the road here, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we'll send you somebody. Like, I thought it was pretty great for that. I had never had that in any of my cars before. This was a while ago. This was probably about 13 years ago. But now, OnStar has an idea to put an end to carjacking. Um, this is what happened. Last week, Jacob Thompson, he's from Florida, was arrested for allegedly stealing a car outside the job that he had applied for. Uh, he was applying for a job, stole a car outside of the building, right? So it happened in the Pilot Travel Center where the car's owner said he'd gone outside, or gone inside, excuse me, to buy some snacks, left the engine running, which I guess some people do. I don't, I don't uh, do that anymore. It's but a bad some idea people, right yeah, there. Yeah, I wouldn't. What if you locked the door when you leave the engine running? <sighs> He said he had chocolate in the car and he wanted to leave the air on. He didn't want the chocolate to melt. That was his reasoning. That's that's your plan. Yeah. 15 minutes later, his car was stolen. Cops were able to track the stolen vehicle thanks to OnStar technology. So during the chase on Interstate 4, speeds reached up to 100 miles an hour. About 20 minutes into the chase, OnStar shut off the car's engine, causing the carjacker to lose control of the vehicle, flip the car multiple times, and it ended up, I think, on its roof. He was injured mildly, but he wasn't, um, I guess he was able to run from the wreck, but he got caught because he was hurt. But OnStar now, it says, oh, okay, if we have cars that have OnStar in them, if a car is stolen, we'll just turn off the engine and they can't drive Yeah, it. until one of these criminals sues OnStar. Ah, uh, but isn't that a thing? Didn't Joe Biden put that in? Like, by 2025, all new cars manufactured have to have a remote cutoff switch? Yeah, and you'll be able to buy the bypass from Amazon. Well, <laughs> I just figure that, like, you know, yeah, your car got stolen. The crook's not going to want to flip the car. Let him get to his house so my car's at least still intact well, to a degree. I'm not thinking about the car. I'm thinking about the, I'm thinking about the safety of the actual driver. So how are you protecting me if I'm at a red light and a guy comes up and puts his gun to my window? What does that do for me? What do you mean? He gets in the car, he takes the car, he flips over. Well, not necessarily flipping over because he's trying to... But if they turn it off and he can't drive it, is that preventing him from shooting me to take my car no, in let, the beginning? No, OnStar will allow the car to go for you know a few minutes and then get away from you and then flip him over. Yeah, so that way your car is wrecked and yeah. you're out. My point is they're and still doing nothing to protect the person that's getting carjacked. They what might, would you like OnStar to do? I don't, I don't know, but I just think that, okay, you're not preventing anything other than the, the car OnStar from going agent, a certain... Well, what, would be, what can they do? I mean, 
the OnStar agent is in your back seat. He'll be there shortly. That's not the point. The point What's is, the point? if they go up to your window and blow your brains out, throw you out of the car and take your car, oh great, now you can't start my well, car. Well, they usually don't blow your brains out. Sometimes they do. I'm, no, well, oh. once in a while, but hey, you know, it's a dangerous world out there. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's some things that have become so expensive that people think it's not worth it anymore. Okay. Fast Everything. food. Oh, yeah. I, I know I've said it a thousand times. My McDonald's bagel story. Yeah. $30 for two bagel meals. But you had it delivered, though, yeah? No. You didn't have that's it delivered? That's me driving up to the window. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And that's McDonald's. They used to be the cheapest thing ever. Happy Meal's like $8.99, by the way. With tax, it's like almost yeah, 10 really? bucks. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. If I order it... To have d- delivered like two years ago, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'll order a Happy Meal for Elliot." It was during the pandemic and everything, when everything was closed, you couldn't go anywhere. It was like thirteen dollars, fourteen dollars for that's for one. Hi, so I could see. May I take your order, please? Would you like fries with that? How about <laughs> so I could see smoke. You order going up to the window. If a Happy Meal is eight ninety nine, and you got the steak bagel meal, where it would probably be close to fifteen dollars, and so you get two of them. So yeah, thirty bucks. Yeah, it, it's that fast. Another thing that has uh, become so expensive that people think it's not worth it, concerts. Concert tickets have gotten out of control. No, that's that's absolutely crazy. Uh, didn't, didn't the, uh, what was it, the FTC go after Ticketmaster? Because they're like, $50, because you looked at the ticket. There you go. It's, it's our fee. It's not even that. It's the, 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 the remember when you'd go to concerts and it'd be like 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks, you'd save your money. Sometimes good seats were like in the hundreds. Now they're not just thousands. They're thousands and thousands. Thousands and thousands and thousands for mediocre tickets. It's insane. And then if you try to go somewhere like Vegas to a residency concert, oh, oh forget about it. It's like twenty grand. Yeah, my it's girlfriend's like, I want to go to the new sphere in Vegas. I'm well, like, oh, for well, you we're going to have to sell one of our cars. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, wow. Other things that have become so expensive that people think it's not worth it, streaming services. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, I definitely dropped a few in the past year. Uh, buying a new car. Everyone wants to buy a used car because buying a new car can be seventy grand up to hundred and fifty. Seventy grand? Yeah. Average price for a new car now is what, sixty one thousand? Mm-hmm. Oh, no wonder my mechanic. I was like, should I sell this and get a new one? He's like, uh, don't do that. I wouldn't. Uh health insurance. Very expensive lately. Uh let's see what else. Uh lattes. Uh, I feel like those have always been expensive. They have. I just, you know, it's coffee and milk. Can you do it at your, your house? I just, I mean, some people, that's their luxury. Some people, that's their vice. And they, that's their calming moment in the morning. And they say, I leave for work. I go pick up my latte. I go to, it's my one happy moment on the way to work. Leave me alone. Leave my vice alone. I get it. Coffee from a communist sympathizer is always great in the morning. Oh, yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> When's the last time you went to Starbucks? Oh, it's been over a year now. Really? More than a year. Maybe two. Do you like yeah. the coffee better from your Nespresso? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, because you used to be addicted. I could, I could be, me and Clooney would actually uh, be friends if we could do sponsorship somehow. Really? Oh, God, the coffee's amazing. It's amazing. I don't know what the, what they do. And a foamy thing. Yeah. You know, at the very end. Not, uh-huh. not, not a latte. Not with milk. I'm just talking no, the coffee itself. That was what surprised. So, I don't know if you know this. So, around around these parts, the three of us have three separate coffee makers. Yeah. We're kind of ridiculous. Smokestack has his little camping uh, hot plate, hot plate. And it's then, a mocha pot. Yeah. And Rick has the Nespresso. Nespresso and then yeah. I have a Keurig. And so, it's like, but I had one of your Nespresso pods one time because you're like, I got a decaf one. You want it? I was like, sure. 
it foams it at the end. Oh, no, it's, it's like nice. creamy without dairy in it. It aerates it like you do wine. It's beautiful. It's be- It's a beautiful cup of coffee. It's I will say that. It's definitely one of those, like, the, the steam pressure when it pushes through the coffee. You can smell the beans and their origin. I felt like I was in a restaurant at the end of the meal where you're like, do you have an espresso? Yeah, I'll have an, I'll have an espresso. And they bring it to you and you're like, oh. Yes. It smells so good you can too. Smell one Valdez's armpits. All right, enough of happy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tell you something that's gonna chap your ass again. You ready? What's that? So Halloween is what, like 20 days away, and <laughs> I think it's acceptable now to have it in stores. Maybe oh, yeah. not up at your house, but in stores, fine. Almost a little late. Well, I'm not going to talk about just the Halloween. You oh, know where I'm going with yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. So if you go into the Hoblob or you go into Michaels, you no go Lowe's. Into any- I saw it at the dollar store. The Halloween stuff's already in a trash can. It's like off to the side near the fertilizer with these 50% off. It's like it's over. Do do you guys have a different calendar than I do? Yeah, Christmas stuff is out everywhere. I think because there's some sales when they first go out. By the way. What? What? Maybe I just, I haven't bought a Christmas tree in a while because I've had our trees. I know, $800. Holy crap. We promised Elliot this year he could have, he normally has a little tree in his room. He's like, can I have a big tree in my room? This is me last year. Sure. Next year, we'll get you a big tree for your room. I'm like, okay, answer. Just sure. Absolutely sure. No problem. So I start looking for trees. I'm like, this is insane. It's insane. It's yeah. not even just the pre-lit fancy ones that used to be a, like, oh, these are expensive. Yeah. I just want a, I don't even need a pre-lit. So I was looking on like Facebook Marketplace and things like that. They're still 200. I don't need an eight footer. Yeah. Just talking like a little five foot tree. Yeah, 300 bucks. And, and and God forbid you want the big one, maybe with a little snow on it, pre-lit. That's over $1,000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even like. That's ex- garbage. It's it's wire hangers with green tape and, cut and up. The, the only reason you'd get one of those is because the real trees are already like $900. Yeah, you go cut down a tree, same thing. But it, smells, it? smells better. Oh. Well, they still charge you a lot to go buy Do a they? real tree. Yeah, they, if you want a big full one, they charge you a lot. How when much? I got one last year, it was definitely like 200 something dollars. Wow. Well, see, we lucked out. We had a friend that was moving cross country to LA, didn't want to bring a lot of stuff with him. He's like, I got an eight foot Christmas tree and it's humongous. Do you want it? And I looked at it, it's beautiful. So we have this big, beautiful tree that we didn't have to pay for that got given to us. And then we have this really tall, skinny tree that goes in our bedroom. So now I gotta get a third one. I'm like, I don't want to spend the money. I gotta find one somewhere. You have a tree in the bedroom too. We have a tree in our bedroom and one in the living room. And the big ones in the living room. And then Elliot wants one in his room. So we'll have <laughs> I have three a little trees. one here on the wow. mini fridge. You can taste. Well, we have a little one. It was like his baby tree. But now he's gonna be 13. So he's right. Like, he needs I- a bigger tree. Yeah. yeah. But right. yeah, you need three trees. How many do you have? One. Okay. I have a friend that has a tree in every single room of their house. They have like 12 trees. Well, where do and, you find the room? And they watch the Hallmark Channel every day. I got to tell you something, though. You can make fun of it. It's beautiful walking around their house. Is it? It's beautiful. Well, you know, $5,000 in trees ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even Halloween yet, and the Christmas decorations are out. I don't know what to do. There's only one thing to do. Use them all together. What? Take a look at this skeleton over here and this Santa suit over there. Now you've got skeleton claws. Finally! I can put a Frosty the Boogeyman on my front lawn. What about Rudolph the Chainsaw Serial Killer? They'll regret not letting him play their reindeer games. And don't forget the kids on Halloween night. Trick or treat! 
Christmas. Merry Christmas. Here's some fruitcake. What kind of crap is this? It's Halloween and Christmas. But what's that mutilated horse on your lawn? That's one horse open. Slade. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Well, what you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyway? Stupid News with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. So this guy paddled 38 miles on the Missouri River with a half-ton pumpkin on it. Did you see the pictures? No, let me look. It's not a very good-looking pumpkin. It looks sort of it's like... It's just a large gourd. So yeah, it's all gooey and smashy looking. And okay. anyways, paddling down the river with the hollowed-out pumpkin... Uh, last year, a Nebraska farmer set the record by traveling 38 miles down. How do they come up with these things? These 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 things they do. I don't <laughs> know. It's I, like, does Guinness does Guinness go out there and say, "Hey, look, put a pumpkin on a on a paddleboard and see how far you can go, and then call us." Well, I think some people look through Guinness and see stuff that's never been done before and go, "I could do that." Yeah, it's like, well, he did this in a pumpkin. I'll do it with a rubber duck in right. a pumpkin, and now I'll get the record for that. <laughs> All right, so you can be seen in pictures in a video in the Missouri River sitting inside a 846-round pumpkin as he floats down the river. His name is Steve Cuny. He got his big-ass pumpkin, 1,293 pounds to be exact, uh, and took the journey down the river, and now he's issuing, you know, gets a world record for something. When you, get, when you get a world record, do you get some kind of like a medal or something? You get I think a, you'd... Some sort of plaque? No? I don't know. I, either way, I feel like a pumpkin's just very... Seems like a, a vessel that capsizes easily. Hmm. Well, here in Marion County, we have our own uh, famous person. Deasia Cobb is her name. I love that name. Deasia. Ooh, that sounds hot. And now the set of stage is Deasia. Give it up for Deasia. <laughs> Singing in the heat of the moment. <laughs> Now, Deasia is a very angry lady. She uh, is throwing sausages and cans of coke all over the place. That'll get you to go to the police department. What's her problem? Uh, she allegedly got into an altercation at Quick King Convenience Store. <sighs> Reportedly, it all started when Cobb called out the cashier on duty for not handling her two transactions at the same time. Okay. That started a shouting match between Deasia and the cashier, including racial slurs. Then she started flinging stuff, according to the report. She allegedly grabbed a sausage hot tray and hurled it at the cashier along with the tongs, hitting the cashier on the wrist. The cashier then picked the sausage up from the floor and hurled it back at her. Wow. So they're launching <laughs> sausages? Can you imagine that you have the guy behind her? Not to be outdone, Cobb then allegedly threw the Coke she had in her hand at the cashier. I she just missed her. Pay for my gas. Who's she me? mad at? Deasia was arrested and given a $1,500 bond. She was all smiles while posing for the uh, mugshot. Whee! I don't understand people that smile in mugshots, do you? They're just trying to be cool and look how tough and cool I am. I think it depends on the crime, really. Yeah, I mean, like, if I just got somebody that deserved it, it's like, yeah. All right, this story's pretty illin'. Oh, wow. From up above... About 200 feet off the ground in an airplane as a pilot. He's 65 years old, Michael Arnold. I don't know what it is. Maybe he just, did he have a crush on her? Is he just sick? What is it? He was harassing this woman in upstate New York. What was he doing? He was sexting her photos she didn't want. That was what started it all. Then when she rejected him, Michael Arnold started flying a private plane over her house. 
little aircraft. That okay. sounds way more expensive than just like leaving her alone. Stalker, right. even okay? Yeah. <laughs> it started four years ago. Whoa, that's the, a long stalker obsession. Two restraining orders later, he's still doing it. He, flied mm-hmm. as a, he flies out of William H. Morris State Airport in Bennington, Vermont, where he parks his Cessna. Senior from Manchester, New Hampshire, is accused of stalking Cassie Woolitz from the sky above her home. He flies over her house at low altitudes. She can hear the plane coming. It buzzes over her house. It Whoa. rattles her windows. Not that I want to help this guy, but he's heard of drones, right? No, apparently 65. He's probably not even the one. Yeah. I'll swoop in on her from the sky. (laughs) It all goes back to when he walked into a diner, the Revolution Cafe in October of 2019, and I guess she turned him on. Mm. Somehow he got her phone number and started sexting her photos of him partially naked. She doesn't want to see you. What makes you think she wants to see you naked? That's a thing with a lot of dudes are like, I'll send this. It's like, Like she's going to go, oh, oh, now. Yeah, like that's going to sway them. So he had a way coming on to her that's just special. Listen to this. Arnold wrote when sending her the nudies to uh, Woolitz. Uh-huh. She he wrote, I uh, I spend time with two other girlfriends at the nudie resort in Jaco Beach in Costa Rica. Wanna okay. come? Wow. Then he started flying over her house. That's what started that when she rejected him there. He tells me karma's gonna get him. He said, I killed my dad who died in twenty seventeen, and now you're gonna kill your husband. Oh. I called the police, but he doesn't stop. It's the third restraining order that just was issued on May twenty third. Now he's been arrested. The FBI's been notified. But he flew over a house one more time last week. For old time's sake. Damn. Did you ever have wow. somebody that was like a crazy stalker? Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Twice. Really? really? The second one got scary. Yeah. Did she start showing up places? Yes. No, not, no. You know who had, Domino had one that would show up to places. Mine oh. never showed up to places, I don't think. I don't know she for sure. Call. I remember that. Yeah, the first one I had uh, was a whole family. They came from the hills of Georgia. Uh-huh. Hillbillies. The hills True. have eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dude. They look like that. Really? They would wear it like the the son had the hair that covered his eyes, you know, mm-hmm. was disheveled looking, never Ooh. shaved, and had that, that army coat, you know, that green where you put your pockets in, you don't know if he has a weapon yeah. kind of thing. The mother had like some kind of skunk she killed around her neck, you know, like scarf she made oh. out of some animal. Oh, that was weird. But the second one was scarier. That was a woman. Wow. Yeah, that, that she would just find my phone number no matter what. She found your number. Yeah, I changed my number all the time. She kept finding it. Oh, Kept no. writing me emails. I'm going to be with you. You know I'm going to be with oh. you. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're out there. Yeah. Back up, you creep. Wow. <laughs> That's... I mean, I had guys call me from prison, but that was it. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the prison phone calls get <laughs> me the most. That's a normal thing. I mean, I think that's normal. Would yeah, you yeah. like to take a collect call from yeah. Orange County Correctional Facility? Yeah, for as long as I've been in radio, when I would do shows by myself, I would get calls from prison. I'd get letters from prison, too. Wow. What would they say? I just, I like listening to your show. Thanks for... No. Because they get radio time, so they were like, you make me happy listening to you, and then it's... I mean, some of them were like, what do you look like? And then, but it's, you know... Uh, for the most That's part, it? it was harmless. Yeah, for the for the most part, it was pretty harmless. You know, when I'm in the shower, I imagine you. Some of them were like, "I'd love to meet you one day," and you're like, mm, "Better not." <laughs> as soon as I leave cell block C, I look forward to meeting you. No, I mean, it was like a you know, some people get TV time, some people get radio time, and, and I was they got flattered that when they got their radio time, they chose to listen to me. I was kind of flattered. I traded all my honey buns to be able to turn your station on today. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, and finally, uh, your genes may stop you being vegetarian, scientists are now saying. Like, like my, my dungarees or like my, my DNA? I'm going to ignore that question. According to new <laughs> research from Northwestern University, your ability to stick to a strict vegetarian diet might actually come down to your genes. <gasps> as of January, roughly one in 10 American adults identify themselves as being vegan or vegetarian, according to the survey carried out by Kansas State University. Mm. Motivations for adopting a plant-based diet vary between individuals and can include... Jill, personal health. I get mm-hmm. that. Second is animal well-being. Don't want to kill those animals. Yeah. Number three is environmental concerns. Number four is religious reasons. And the dreaded number five, look at me. See, I'm better than you. <laughs> look at me. That's, that's Did you true. add that one? Yes. Okay. Uh, this suggests that many people who would like to be vegetarian are unable to stick to the strict vegetarian diet, according to the study. So, Well, everything's made out of cauliflower. Here's the weird thing, though. It's, and I'm just being honest here. I'm not being righteous in any way, shape, or form. I, when you take, and I've had more than one person say this to me, when you take meat out, it makes you almost be like, look at your wife. Your wife makes me the most creative, delicious dishes when I go to the diner because I don't eat meat. It almost makes you be a more creative chef and you wind up eating things that you never thought you were going to eat before in a way that you never thought you were going to eat it. Like your yeah. wife made me just the most awesome food. What See, were you eating on Monday that Rick was losing it about? The the multigrain Oh, the, oh the that was just cottage cheese, cheese toast. Cottage, that was cottage cheese sandwich. It wasn't a cottage cheese sandwich. Okay. It was toast. It two slices of bread, open cottage face, cheese. like an avocado toast, but it had cottage cheese on it too and, and I had sliced cucumbers on it. What is so gross about cat that? Cat vomit on bread. <laughs> But Mr. Fish out of the bag over here has got it going hey, on. at least I'm eating fish. Jesus was proud of me. <laughs> That's what they served at the last thing, didn't they? You don't even believe in Jesus. Did I you do. Bring my I do. I, I believe in his menu. Okay. I believe we have canine teeth for a reason. That's right. You see? Yeah. I don't eat my food and go, mmm, creative. No, I go, ooh, meat. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. Let me go have the runs later. Sounds great. Ever wonder where your inflated sense of self-importance comes from? You may have a vegan gene that predisposes you to being an insufferable know-it-all. Find out today at 23andVeg. I was curious about how I'm able to bring my veganism into every conversation. Turns out, I'm genetically wired to eat vegetables. And it's also in my DNA to tell people how the book is better than the movie. If you're not able to enjoy a trip to a restaurant without grandstanding on your soapbox, 23andV can help you find other herbivores that share your pompous genetic predisposition. (laughs) 23andV notified me of a DNA match just across town. Now, Every weekend, we grill Beyond Burgers and listen to our favorite band's first album, who we liked before they were famous. On vinyl, of course. If you call eggs chicken embryos at your friend's birthday brunch, you may be part of an exclusive group of genetically pretentious jerks. Find out at 23andVeg. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. These people are insane. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Sunny update brought to you by Fair and Fair. The president was out there. I mean, a little late. A little late. And I'm sure he doesn't even know what he's saying. Oh, come on. He does. He's the president of the United States of America's. Come on, man. I don't think this guy knows. I think this is just a script, and I'll I'll get to the reason why I think that in just a second. But here he is. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered. I just go slaughtered in Israel. Yeah. Among them, at least 14 American citizens. And we got a bunch of kidnapped citizens, too, as well. I think it's 20 of them. Hostages. Now Hamas is threatening to murder those citizens 
if uh, Israel doesn't stop. Israel's not going to stop. And the other thing is they also know they're going to get money. Because, look, the proof is just a few weeks ago when they got $6 billion in a horrific deal for five Americans that were held hostage. We gave them uh, three of theirs, and we threw in $6 billion. That has nothing to do with it. I believe everything the major networks tell me. I just can't. I mean, you're the United States. You have spy satellites surrounding the globe. No conversation is private to you. Mm. And you can't just drop SEAL Team 6 in and grab these people? Which people? Oh, the, uh, the, the kidnapped? kidnapped people? I don't think it's that simple. And then simple. just keep the $6 billion and, you know, give them the finger? You sound very movie-esque. I don't think, I don't think it's that if simple. If Gerard Butler was in that, I'd watch it. Yeah, I understand. It's a good movie plot. But, you know, everybody's uh, in major media who supports Biden and support him no matter what. The guy could just keel over on a podium and they still say he's, well, he's the greatest. Look at him. He's the greatest president ever. He's conserving air by not breathing any of it. <laughs> but uh, Kevin McCarthy, the former House Speaker, soon to be House Speaker again, said the $6 billion does have a lot to do with it. The $6 billion went into a, into a, little, uh, a little coffee cup labeled yep. you know, humanitarian aid. But what the Iranians are doing is taking $6 million out of that coffee pot and putting in another one that says aiding terror. It's simple as that. Empty, empty yeah. coffee cans, all right? One says schools, the other one says rockets. No, we have no, look, you know what? For political expediency, we do things like that just to get points. Biden will do, well, not Biden. You know, I keep saying Biden. I'm, I'm you know sorry. it's not him. I, yeah, I apologize. It's not him. This guy doesn't have a clue of what's going on. When we gave him that $6 billion, the people behind Biden, you'd be surprised to find out who's really running this country. I, I just thought that our motto for a long while was we don't negotiate with terrorists. Wasn't that the whole thing for yeah. years? Yeah, but we seem to have been doing that, and that's... And we're making, like, the worst deals? That's the fault of Republicans and Democrats. I mean, it's nobody, you know, it's nobody's... It's just, it's all about them staying in power, and they'll do anything. It doesn't matter what the consequences are. It's really sad. Yeah. I wasn't raising my hand. Oh, okay. I mean. <laughs> all right, then sit back down, and you, you can go pee after we're done. Six billion dollars? Drop fake money on them. How are they going to know? Here's a little more Biden. When Congress returns, mm-hmm. we're going to ask them to take urgent action to fund the national security requirements of our critical partners. Mm-hmm. This is not about party or politics. This is about the security of our world. Oh, shut up. You know, the guy can't even act anymore. He's so out of breath. You, you, hear, you hear him struggling to It's exhausting to, just... to listen to him. It is. For sure. It is. I'm sorry. But, on, uh man. More than that, I'm, I'm pretty upset about what's going on here in our country where we, I mean, freedom of speech is a tough thing to have. It really is at times. And this is one of those times where you've got Americans, Harvard University, 31 different groups at Harvard, student groups, protesting that Israel attacked Gaza, that attacked well, the Palestinian state. Oh, that they stuck up for themselves? Yeah, okay. yeah. No, no, it's, 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 it's beyond words. And Hamas put a video together to use to like they really need to encourage their people to be butchers anymore to play for them these are americans protesting israel I 
makes my stomach turn, I tell you what, I'd buy a plane ticket for all of them. I'd, I'd deplete anything I have in my bank account. I would, li- I would literally go over there and buy a plane ticket and send them to North Korea. I'm not send them to, to Israel at this time because Israel's out to get what they need to get, which is wipe Hamas away from Palestine or Palestinians in the Gaza Strip and other places. So um, moving right along, this is the most shocking news in the morning. Israel claims yesterday that they found bodies of at least 40 babies decapitated by Hamas. See, at that point right there, like that doesn't... Don't these people have the internet? How are you going to have a rally for the people that are killing they, babies? They know they know what they're doing. They, they know that's going on. But I mean... Then here, how could you even... It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I don't have any words. No, between yesterday and today, uh, this reporter on the ground, because it's the afternoon right now in Israel, uh, this report on the ground, after you heard those reports, here's where she was looking at the decapitated bodies. 40 babies, at least, were were taken out on gurneys. Still, right now, they're going house to house, uh, still evacuating dead bodies. You continue to see just uh, cribs overturned, strollers left behind, all of these doors wide open. He said, we don't know the exact number of casualties, because they're still collecting dead bodies, still going door to door, because the act of fighting here uh, just stopped. They say it, it is unlike anything they've ever seen in their entire lives before. Uh, the number of bodies, the number of casualties, the number of their family members, their friends, uh, who all live in the, these these communities, it's, it's truly horrific images that they've seen firsthand. And as you can see, still, uh, you can hear those explosions overhead, still active, ongoing and fighting. We have- we have a congresswoman here in the United States, Rashid Tlaib, who has a, is she the one with the Palestinian yep. flag mm-hmm. outside of her office? And we got a great comment on that. The, I don't remember. What the you guy that you? just sent us a comment, he says, well, they kill almost a million babies a year here in the United oh, States. He, What's another 40? Well, no, he said, Oof. why would Democrats care about dead babies over in Israel if they allow Americans to kill babies every day? Yeah. That was yeah. But she has a uh, she has a Palestinian flag right outside of her office, and uh, you know, uh, th- no I don't consequence. Un- no. I don't, right, I don't understand. I mean, DeSantis said this about these kind of people. And then you see uh, demonstrations in New York City and places where they're cheering on uh, Hamas and cheering on the, the destruction and the depravity. Um, we've got some serious problems. Look, if you don't like this country, you should not be in this country. I don't know why we've allowed, and it's not just illegal immigration, it's also legal immigration. If you're that uh, ups, if you're that supportive of those types of attacks against one of our allies, the chopping off heads of babies, uh, I don't know why we would want you in this country to begin with. Yep. Well, there's NYU law student president lost her job for standing with Hamas, the BLM Chicago chapter had a whole pro-Palestinian post, and they had and in their post they had the uh, the paragliding photo of them coming in on the music festival. Isn't that something? And they were praising it. Did you see that video? How could you? How could you? The video is just unreal. I mean, even if you you had no idea who was fighting who, and you just saw that. It's the actual post. I'm looking at it right now. It says BLM Chicago under fire under fire for pro-Palestinian post, and it says I stand with Palestine, and it has a picture of the paragliders of the music festival. Yeah, multiple chapters of far left Black Lives Matter expressed support this week for Palestine's murdering of Jews and the killing of 40 babies. Uh, Starbucks, their union, backed by prominent Democrats, 
Solidarity with Palestine is the signs they're holding up in front of their store. I mean, this is unbelievable. I would, I don't, I, I'll drive a block away from Starbucks just not to even see the sign anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't you have the internet? Haven't you been seeing the same videos we've all been seeing? Uh, Playboy, I, Smoke, you might know who she is. Do you know who Mia Khalifa is? Yeah. She was a porn star. She now works for Playboy. They fired her because she uh, expressed her support for Hamas. Yeah. So Playboy mm. fired her. Wow. I, I, These are animals committing atrocities against civilians. They're raping women, kidnapping children, and butchering corpses, and parading them around like a savage ritual. To Hamas, these are delicious war crimes. The Geneva Convention, irrelevant. You take the politics and the history and the religion out of this struggle, and this is a war that's easy to take sides on. If you can't take the right side on this war after hearing these repugnant tactics, there's something wrong with you. Now, here's uh, just a, again, I'm just learning everything myself right now. Yesterday, I had to sit there and read like a kid in high school. Yeah. Uh, and I read just about 20 pages of the history of all of this. And it's very complicated, but this part is very simple. And I can explain it to you. So, um, the difference between... Palestinians that just want peace and just want to live in peace, and they do want some some abilities to to be mobile, to go into different countries, and that's a long story. I'm getting to, that's too much in the weeds. Okay, yeah. let's just say that the Palestinians and Hamas are different. There's some Palestinians that side with Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist group that is funded and trained by Iran. Hamas's difference is Hamas doesn't want peace. They don't want to coexist with Israel. They want to kill all the Jews. That's all they want. Those are the people that attacked Israel just now. Palestinians, the real Palestinians, on the other hand, that are not aligned with Hamas, are pretty much people like you and I. Seriously. They just want to live their life, have their kids. And, they, of course, they, they live in a pretty grimy, crappy little area in, you know, in the Gaza Strip, and they want that to be fixed, and there's a lot of crime, and it's crowded, and I get all that. Uh -huh. But at the same time, Hamas is the problem right now at this moment. Yeah. That, that's the hard part, too, is like it's such a densely populated area, and the majority of people probably want nothing to do with this whole thing. And as much as, I don't know, humans tend to gravitate towards war, can we just send people down to Antarctica? You guys fight over there. Leave the people <laughs> that don't want to be involved out of it. Like, if you need to go find a, a space to duke it out, pick somewhere else. I got you. All right, White House spokesman John Kirby and Fox News' Martha McCollum got into it yesterday. This was special. This is not about the war, but this is it, it started with that. But then on uh, Monday, this happened Saturday when it all started, the raid of Israel. Monday is the first day of the business week. Biden should have been out there right up front. Think about this. He wasn't. Nope. And Martha McCollum asked John Kirby, hey, and they call it a lid. A lid is when they say the president is no longer doing anything today. He's done. Oh. This is the argument they had. This is pretty good. Well, Malid means that he doesn't have any more public-facing events. It doesn't mean that the president's not working, and he absolutely is working. Uh, he had a, uh, another update this morning with his national security team. He stayed updated throughout the day. Uh, he's going to be talking to foreign leaders later this afternoon. Uh, there'll be a public component to that in terms of at least making it clear what that conversation was like and, and what the details of it were. We'll be putting that out and making sure people know uh, what that conversation was all about. Is the president at the White House right now, John? 
He is indeed, yes. All right, so why why put a lid on today? It, you know, I mean, there would, might be multiple opportunities when he might want to come out and address some of what's going on, given this urgent situation. You've got American hostages in Israel and nine Americans dead. So doesn't that seem like a little odd to do on, on a Monday? Uh, a lid, again, is an administrative decision about whether or not there's a scheduled public event. 11.45 in the morning. I don't think there's many presidents, if any, that have ever you know, put a lid on at 11.45 a.m. Monday morning when a major attack on our number one ally has occurred and we have American hostages. He was done for the day. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. He did. He did. 11.45 a.m. Well, he got a long weekend. There he is. Barbecue. Anyway, I won't. Anyway. Anyway. Does this president even know what time it is? What the hell is he even still doing there? 11.45 in the morning, Monday. The rest of the Biden presidency will be solely focused on keeping him upright. <laughs> that kills me. I was going to say, it probably took him a day to, mem- you know, to try to learn the speech. Right. Dorothy Hoffner, we talked about her earlier this week. She wanted to skydive as one of her, it was the biggest thing on her bucket list. She's 104. 104 years old from Chicago. She completed wow. her tandem skydive and broke a world record for the oldest skydiver ever. I mean, if you're 104, you're probably starting to check off things off that list. And right? that was that was on Saturday in Sweden, and she died yesterday. Whoa. Yeah, passed away. and uh, She well, completed it, though. Good she did her. it all, yeah. Good Isn't that check something? Check it off. Wow. Man of Santa Monica... Climbed the Ferris wheel. Yanked down by cops, but before he was yanked down, he told them all he has a bomb. Uh-oh. Didn't have a bomb. He was just being an idiot on the Ferris wheel. Crappy days are here again. Cause no one on the planet can be friends. It appears that evil has no end. Crappy days are here again. That's why right. police said the man who climbed the wheel was upset about everything in the world. He had a backpack, was wearing a t-shirt, appeared to be in crisis. They said negotiators who managed to talk him down. No one was injured. There was no bomb. I mean, we how get you, it, but pull yourself together. How do you climb a Ferris wheel? Uh, carefully. Pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, was it moving? No, I don't think so. Hey, here's some uh, here's some other Biden news. Probably didn't expect to hear this morning. Frank Biden is an older brother of Joe Biden. Can you imagine? Older than him. <laughs> yeah. Older brother Joe Biden, back in 2018, said naked sent naked selfies of himself. To a gay porn site, guys, guyswithiphones.com. Guys with iPhones, that's the website? Yep. Um, this was back in 2018. He was 64. And then okay. it was discovered and made public more recently by a right-wing nonprofit called Marco Polo. The Daily Mail reported on this as well. And Frank Biden, who is now 69, who is younger than, than Joe. How about a look at this? Yeah, older would be impossible. Uh, confirmed it. That it did happen. He goes, you're 64, you take the nude selfie, and you want to share it with somebody. Um, I don't want to hear any more about it, he says. He was at a doctor's office when he did it. He oh. posted it himself on guys with iPhones. He was at a doctor's yeah. office when he took the photo or sent the photo? No, when he was at the, uh, he, I don't know if he, he was, they say he was at a doctor's. I would assume I like he took it. I like the lighting it. here. Frank Biden, who was 11 years Joe's junior, said the one picture shared on the website some five years ago is his, though he denied posting it himself, saying the phone must have been hacked. Oh, yeah, of course. Likely story. Why? 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 Why would they do this? 
New survey, 28% of Americans love their jobs. Only 28%? Isn't that Ouch. sad? That's horrible. Why, do you, why, why would you do something you don't like? While 14% say they'd like to leave their current job and find a new one in the next year. 28%, that's it? That's sad. I, mean, I get make, you know, needing to make ends meet, but at the same time, if you're going to do something for 40 hours a week, you might as well enjoy some of it. Oh, wow. We're lucky. I mean, yeah, we're not really in it for the money, I guess, but... <laughs> Costco allegedly shares website users' private information with Facebook. Wait, what? That's right. Costco allegedly is selling users' private information to Meta without their consent. A lawsuit filed Friday said the lawsuit filed in Washington Western District Court alleges uh, Ashqua-based Costco used Meta pixel codes that allowed companies to track visitor activity on their websites in healthcare in the healthcare portion of the website mm-hmm. uh, to target them later. The tracking pixel would allow Meta to have access to users' personal health information. Ooh, wow, that's, 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 huh. that smells like a lawsuit to me. That's a HEPA violation, yeah, right? That I would HEPA think thing. So. Oh, but God, that's so sinister. They're like, oh, I see you have diabetes. Advertise this. Hurry. Yeah, pretty soon you could just go in the store and buy it there. Attention Costco shoppers. Just a reminder, we have two for one 20-gallon drums of mayonnaise in aisle six. Also in aisle nine, we have 60 packs of AAA batteries. Buy one, get the second one for half price. And in aisle 12, we have Jeff's personal health information for just $1. If you don't know who Jeff is, he's the guy standing at the register with a confused look on his face. Yes, Jeff, I'm talking about you. In aisle 12, you can learn everything you need to know about Jeff's health. I won't spoil it for you, but I will say, Jeff, I hope that rash clears up. The one on your you-know-what. Thank you for shopping at Costco. The Sunny Update. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Joan Smokestad. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. All right, so I saw this video, and part of me was like, oh. And then part of me felt bad for her, and then I didn't anymore. School bus driver. Did you hear about this in Long Island? Caught drinking White Claw? Now, when I first read the story, it was it was like intoxicated school bus driver drunk on White Claw. It was one White Claw, and she didn't know there was alcohol in it. She thought it was like a seltzer, like yeah. a seltzer water. Um, she was driving kids home. I guess because of her story, she's going to stay out of trouble because she's 60 years old, and she is undergoing chemotherapy, and she can't taste alcohol because of the chemo. Mm-hmm. So therefore, when she was drinking it, she didn't realize it had alcohol in it. She's been fired. She had this job for 15 years. She got fired. She said, I grabbed a can from the fridge that I share with my roommate. I thought it was seltzer water. So I was sitting on the bus drinking the thing. And the kids were like, uh, is she drinking a White Claw while she's driving us home? And she was. So they're not going to charge her. Because of the chemo and she because it her, was one. she going to get her job back? I don't know that she's going to get her job back, but she is not going to go to jail. Okay. So, halfsies. Hmm. I guess. Um, what How old is she? 60. That's not that old. But you don't know the White Claw has... They don't well, she, card you when you... It was her roommates. It was her roommates. I don't know if she's a drinker or not, um, but it was her roommates. It was uh, in the fridge. She grabbed it. She thought it was... I mean, we all know White Claw is an alcoholic yeah, beverage. She's not that old. I don't think that's... Uh, I don't it know. It has nothing to do with being old. It has to do with the fact what? that she couldn't taste the alcohol is what she said. No, but, but you know White Claw is an alcoholic drink. Anybody knows that. I don't care. I mean, I could see if she was 80 years yeah. old, maybe, but not 60. Yeah, it's not like it's something you, nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, I'm with him. Okay. 
Um, why She's do not you- in an argument, argumentative mood this morning. It's not good. I can, I can only argue with you so many times. I mean, what do you no, want you me to can. do? You pay to argue with me constantly. I don't pay crap. My wife, my, wife, my wife does it for free. Well, she's married to you. She has to. God, I can't imagine. How much energy? Does she take supplements? I mean, that would be exhausting. Do you give her like a stipend on the side? Yeah, that's what I do, yeah. Okay. Is your dealing with me fee? <laughs> um, do you ever wonder? Your answer is going to be no because you don't care. But uh, <laughs> Did the bitch bus pull up this morning? What is going on around here? Because I know what's going to happen. I'm jealous. No, I don't care. I just I know how I know you so well. I know how you're gonna answer. Ah, uh, you it. think you know me? You don't know me, right? You don't know you me. You don't know me. You think it's cool? I'm not gonna think it's not cool. And then you're gonna say this, and you you say up, I say down. You say black, I say white. Cause it's funny. I mean, he's full of surprises. I would have never guessed no, his not. favorite he's song is Mandy by Barry Manilow. It's about a dog, isn't it? Oh, that's Shannon by Henry Gross. <sighs> yeah, Mandy's that broke about a dog my head too. Yesterday, I couldn't believe that. Oh, the, the hit song, Shannon? It was a hit song. Smoke? I thought yeah, it was, but I thought it was about a woman. See? It's a hit song about a dog named... First of all, who names their dog Shannon? It's a weird name for My a dog. My dog name's Hannah. Okay. Really? Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Do you ever notice a mirror in a self-checkout station? Like, I know they have the cameras. Yeah, I never yeah. saw a mirror. Or it shows you and you're like, oh, is that how I look on video? Ew. Yes. Yeah, so- <laughs> Yeah, it's like, that. that's what I look like? All right. Especially the ones in Target. The ones in Target have really bad lighting, and they make you look like you have huge bags under your eyes. Oh, I do, mm-hmm. but... Um, they're not there so you can look at yourself. The real reason is, obviously, for security reasons, but there's another reason behind that. They want to deter potential shoplifters, but I didn't know this. Mirrors have been found to make people feel guilty if they're doing something wrong because they can oh. see themselves doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Get out. No, you want to see what a bad person looks like? There you go. Look at yourself. a strange story. I'm just now reading this. Uh, Rick sent me this this morning. So Travis Kelsey was surprised last week when he found himself in the Vax Wars with Aaron Rodgers. So now Aaron Rodgers plays, uh, used to play for Green Bay, plays for the Jets. He got injured. Remember last year and Aaron Rodgers was like, not taking the vaccine. Don't care if you like it or not. Not oh, doing it. Right. Yeah, what's he call him? Mr. Pfizer. So he calls Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer because he does endorsements for Pfizer. Um, so now Aaron Rodgers has said that he wants to tag team, uh, not in that way, get your mind out of the gutter. He wants uh, to have a tag team match with him and RFK Jr. versus Mr. Pfizer, Travis Kelsey, and Dr. Fauci. Oh, God, I would, I, I would pay, pay yeah, I'd, I'd pay per view that. Now he says it's not a fight, it's just, we would just be a conversation. Fine. But he wants him and RFK Jr. sitting down, I guess, like a debate. To go against Dr. Fauci and Travis Kelsey. Could oh, it turn would... into a fight? Because I sure. First of all, let's let's. I love Travis Kelsey as a football player, but let's stop giving the man a, enough credit that he could sit down and have a debate about a vaccine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I are a football player. Love the guy. Glad he's <laughs> a tight end. Great. Glad he's with Kansas City. Scores a lot of points. However. I think we're giving him a little too much credit as far as the amount of information he knows. They probably went to him and said, "Here's a bunch of money. Do you want to do this endorsement?" And his manager and him went, yeah, okay. Because his mom's in the his mom's in the commercial too. I make do like science. Could you imagine the conversation between him and his girlfriend? Oh, him and Taylor. Yeah, because you ever hear her speak on anything but music? She she's there's actually in YouTube you can go out there. She talked. I think it was about two years ago. She made some political comment. Yeah, what was she doing? It was about somebody in t- a representative in Tennessee, but yeah. I don't remember the discussion. Oh my god. 
Oh my! I'm, I have to look it up because I remember her coming out, but I don't remember. Once you see that, you'll know why she's friends with uh, Mr. Kelsey. Was the, it like when Cardi B tries to talk things? Um, yeah, but more, uh, yeah, sort of. Because Cardi B went into politics for a little bit and started talking about politics, but the way she talks, it's like, hmm. Yeah, no, you can understand what what Taylor was saying. Yeah. As opposed to Cardi B, it's just what she said was it's just, what she was saying. Yeah, she had no clue. None, but, I, but, you, but she thought she did. Now her publicists you, are just wringing their hands like, shut up, shut yeah, up. Yeah, pretty much. Well, they did tell her to shut up. A really long time, she didn't get political at all. And I, whatever this situation was, I have to go look it up, sparked enough uh, frustration in her to make her come forward and speak out. But I don't I don't remember what it was regarding. I got to look it up. No, that's when it all started for me because I started. I paid attention to that. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. She's dumb. <laughs> Because you um, think of somebody like that, you don't have to. Just because you're a great singer doesn't mean that you can manage a career like she has. You got to give her credit there. It's, it's an amazing top of the line career she's. What put do you think? Any of these singers and celebrities manage their own careers? That's what they're. No, not only, but but I mean, that. she's managed to stay together as opposed to oh, I don't know, Madonna. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, she's managed to uh, handle this whole thing with great professionalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Britney Spears shaved her head. <laughs> Britney Spears, you got a bunch of them. I mean, look at Miley the Liz. Cyrus. Although she's coming back around again. Lindsay Lohan's coming back around well, again. Miley Cyrus, I think, is pretty tight. I think mm-hmm. she's kept... I know she's a little crazy, but she's she very young. She went down young. a little bit, and, oh. then yeah. she came, and then she's now she's But back. she's a tough lady, and she's got mm-hmm. just really great talent. But. I was just overdone with that whole viral video of her on that journey. And that bad. I, know, I know, I know. I was like, oh, okay, all right. I think I'm done now. And coming up right behind her is that other one, The Whisperer. What's her name? Um, I love her Billie song. Billie Eilish? Oh, I love the first song. I can't with her. I know. I know, I know. I've heard her speak as well. Oh, my God. No, I, I don't mind her. Sp- I actually like listening to her. I haven't heard her. She was being interviewed, believe it or not, by none other than David Letterman. Well, she's not even old enough to drink, is she? she? I don't know how old she is. And she was sitting there. She has Tourette's. I don't know if you know that. No. Yeah. And Billie so, Eilish? Yeah. Get so out of here. She was having this discussion with David Letterman. She's very open about it, by the way. And as he was talking to her, her head would jerk to the side. And he looked to the side. He's like, what are you looking at? She's like, sorry, those are my tics. Um, because of the bright light, whatever type of fluorescent right. light it was, was yeah. triggering her tics. Right. Some people have tics in the form of the way their body moves, and some people have tics in the form of the way like it comes out in, in verbally. Right. Um, and so her head was twitching, and he and he was like, "Uh, he's like, can I ask you about that?" She was like, "Sure." So she was really open about it. Right. She said, "Sometimes she said it's the lights," and she pointed up, and he, he goes, "Really? That's." That's fascinating. She was, yeah, depending on where I am, it'll just happen at any moment. And he said, does that bother you? She said, it used to. I used to not want to go anywhere because you never know what's going to happen or what's going to, how right. you're going to react. And she said, now it's just kind of is what it is. So I like her as a person. I really do. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the way the whisper singing thing is a little I like the first song. I yeah. like Bad Guys. Well, Bad I like Guys that. is a good song. I love that song. Um, anyway, so there's, I know Smokestack gets a little irritated when we talk about reboots of old television shows. Right, I do too. Well, you know, it's already been done. Think of a new thing. Don't ruin what's Yeah, already- nobody goes and does the Mona Lisa over again, you know, or yeah. the Sistine Chapel. Nobody says, well, we're going to do Sistine Chapel too. So let me ask you this. How do you feel about the reboot of Frasier? Not good. Not Did good. Did you see it yet or what? no? No, I haven't seen it, but I mean, no. I like Frasier, but Frasier was already a spinoff of Cheers. So they're doing this. That worked. Yeah. They're doing yeah. this reboot of Frasier, and I forget the premise of it. I have not seen it myself. I didn't enjoy the original Frasier, so I did you not didn't? watch the reboot. Mm. Oh, it's I a love bit the original. I love the original Frasier. And so, but it's getting really, really 
bad reviews, which I hate. I mean, I never want something to, to bomb. It's like, okay, well, you were a popular show, but they came back with the reboot. Not doing so great, unfortunately. How old is Kelsey Grammer now? Uh, he's pretty up there. It's not him, though, is it? He's in it. Oh, it's he. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, yeah. How could you not? NBC has no new ideas, so they brought back Fraser Crane. Oh, my. It's a must-see TV reboot, and frankly, it looks a little lame. <laughs> Could not think of something new, so they are bringing back Fraser Crane. Will you watch it again? Just don't ask what happened to Niles and Daphne and that cute dog, too. Tune in, everybody. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Ready for some stupid news? You must think I'm stupid. Now, here's Rick Jill and Smokestack. Never heard of the slang before, but nearly 60% of over 1,000 U.S. residents quizzed answered Florida slang questions incorrectly. Well, duh. Okay, let's see what they are. One specific phrase puzzled the most people, jiffy feet. What's that? Never heard of that before. Never heard of that myself either. And Is I've that been... moving your feet really fast? Quickly? No, it's not having any talent to dance. Oh, okay. Really? 43% of people guessed it wrong. It means you actually have dirty feet from not wearing shoes. That's what the real meaning is. But uh, in Florida, the slang means you don't have talented dance moves. You're not a good dancer. In the South, we called that grocery store feet. What? The dirty feet. We called it grocery store oh, feet. Oh, really? Yeah, because some people go to the grocery store without their shoes on. and then oh, they're that? Flat. Well, yeah, apparently, uh, mm. Jiffy became a generic phrase that all locals use to describe any and all convenience stores. Okay, so the, yeah, there you go. Oh. So when you go into a convenience store barefooted. Jiffy feet. Jiffy feet. It's like saying grocery store feet, but it's Jiffy feet. I get it. I never heard of grocery store feet. Yeah, in the South, we, did, we called it that. Isn't grocery there, store feet. I thought that was like a whole... Uh, like a, a general rule: no shirt, no shoes, no, no service. service. I saw a shirtless guy come out of Wawa the other day. I was Did like, you really? Look, buddy, I know you're tan, but put something <laughs> on. Okay. What this, else? This woman, Tessa Hansen Smith. What else? I gotta go. I no, gotta no, buy I thought, stuff for my son on no, Amazon. What? I thought there was more words. Oh, 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 oh. no, that's it. That's, you just got one? That I, I don't. The he, Jiffy feet. He cuts the stories. Oh, do you have I any thought, other slang there? there smoke. She's upset. Florida you don't slang. Have, yeah. Do you have any more uh, Florida? I thought we were playing I, a game. I guess the slang. I, I, already. I don't. I mean. All right. I've. Uh, well, he didn't get here on time, so I've I heard, only get I've heard two cents. Jit. What's jit? Uh, it's it's like a, a, a slang jit? for like a young person, <laughs> a young gangster, or a jit? juvenile in training. That's okay. a jit. Okay. I, I'd never heard it until I moved down here and was like, never What's heard that. He's making this stuff up no, now because he has Look it up. Okay. He's just trying to make me happy because I want one to more and make stuff. Jill happy. That's what our goal this morning is to make Jill happy. <laughs> <laughs> Not happy this morning. Go ahead. No, I, I don't have any Hurry up, get one. Look it up. Well, look it up. No, I'm good. That's he's trying. Go ahead. You can move on. It's all right. Tessa Hansen Smith's allergic to water. We've done this story before. Remember when we were all in awe at, like, how do you shower? What if you fall in the pool? What about when you sweat? She gets painful hives every time she comes in contact with water. That includes drinking. She's allergic to all sources, including rain, tap, distilled, ocean, bottled, and even includes bodily fluids like sweat, tears, and saliva. Wait, you Whoa. can't drink water? How does that happen? She posted on Instagram, Hanson Smith was even hospitalized during the pandemic when she became so dehydrated she developed ischemic, ischemic colitis. No. Now, if your saliva, I mean, contains water and you're allergic to it, do you just... Dry your tongue off? So oh, weird. I don't know. What is that? What it's, a horrible disease to have. Hansel Smith is now raising awareness about her diagnosis of aquagenic ure, 
Carrier. She reportedly uh, spoke to students at University of California. Davis, as well as uh, doing that, is raising money to pay her growing medical bills. Fortunately, the allergy victim, her GoFundMe account, has already uh, surpassed the goal of $10,000. Wow. Yeah. So she's got a quad- aquagenic urticaria. That Eucari- would be awful. I, I just, that How seems, inconvenient. I, I'm not a doctor or a scientist by any means, but it, it seems like, how is that... I don't know. I mean, you would think logically like, possible. You would think like purified water with no minerals in it, like you know I what I'm talking know. about. Would, yeah. Like distilled water would, would. Maybe it's just the hydrogen and the oxygen that she's allergic to together. But yeah. how? It's like seventy percent of your body. I don't know. I've no yeah, idea. that's right. That's what I'm saying. You're so allergic to yourself. Wow. That's crazy. Well, there's people that are allergic to their husbands and wives and. All that I believe in. Yeah, no, there were. There's some people that are allergic to each other. So maybe. Anyway, um, this is titled, No, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Sometimes they rock a crazy do. Yeah. A group of 25 men across the country have made it to the final round of the 2023 annual USA Mullet Championship. Well, now. Well. Those are fun to watch. The Mullet Championship? Yeah. Some of them are really good, too. If you want to enter, you have two more days left. Rally your pictures over to the Mullet Championship headquarters. Voting is Friday. Terry, the Walmart Wolverine, is in the lead. Panhandle Justice is following him. Then Carolina Shrimp Tail. Wait, do you have to come up with a nickname? I like Carolina Shrimp Tail. That's my favorite. I like Terry, the Walmart Wolverine. Wolverine. That's (laughs) that's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, maybe you could beat last year's uh, winner, so we'll see. What would your nickname be? Oh, God. Ricky the... Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Go on. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Ricky the Richard Marks I oh, rival. Yeah. Richard Marks did have a mullet. It's a Jerry Curl mullet. It's kind of a combo. Mm-hmm. You know, fourth grade Jill had a Richard Marks mullet you, of you sorts. Did? You yeah. did? Yeah. I had really long, pretty curly hair, and then I wanted wings like Farrah Fawcett. So I decided to just cut my hair on the sides, thinking that I could just brush it and it would give me wings. Apparently, I thought I knew what I was doing, and I had to cut all my hair off. Oh. And back then, it was like, you know, short sides, long back, so I looked like Richard Marks, but whatever. I recovered. See, Rick kind of <laughs> pulled it off. You did have a mullet, too, Rick. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had uh-huh. a Richard Marks. That yep. was all the thing back then. It was not a mullet mullet. It was just big hair. I, I believe it you was... were business in the front party in the back. I, that's the definition no, of a mullet. I didn't cut the front shorter than the back. It just all grew out all at once. Did anyway. it reach the collar of your shirt? Oh, yeah. Beyond. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call what you got? This is the, the Geico shag. Caveman. <laughs> it is. It is the it is the Geico Caveman. He stole that from me. Finally, one popular application of AI is climbing into the top of popular apps. Dead celebrities and what they're going to look like later in life. What does this really? mean? AI oh. to create images of what dead celebrities would look like if they were still alive today. Oh, I got it. Oh. Yeah, I saw oh. the Elvis. It's like, a, here's Jim Morrison if he was 60. I saw Elvis. But they all look the same. That's what's oh, funny. Really? Well, yeah, I mean, they, they have some distincting, yeah. but I guess we all start looking like that anyway. Uh, yeah, the AI, everybody says they all look kind of gray and wrinkly, and the version of Jimi Hendrix looks like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> really? <laughs> and Morgan Freeman would like to apologize for that one. Hello, I am AI images of dead celebrities. I'd like to sincerely apologize for popping up so much on the internet. I know you've never thought, hmm, I wonder what Madame Monroe would look like if she was alive today. Because we all know the answer. It's duh. 
really old, I also regret assuming you don't know how time works. Everybody ages. Well, except for Paul Rudd. I'm also sorry for those middle-aged Kurt Cobain images. They're basically just stock photos of Daryl from The Walking Dead. And finally, for those elderly Jimi Hendrix pics, which make him look exactly like that incredibly handsome Shawshank actor whose name currently escapes me. Apologetically yours, AI Images of Dead Celebrities. Wait a minute! Who are you? The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Children, get out of this room immediately. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. And a Sunny Update's brought to you by Fair and Farrow. Okay, here we go. Biden is now facing Republican pressure to take action against Iran. Like, what have we been saying all week? Freeze, refreeze the $6 billion in funds released to Tehran. What are we waiting on? That's a great question, isn't it? Great question. I, you know, they always manage to snap to whenever it's something that they want. But whenever it's something that seems like should be correct. Like, oh, well, we didn't know. I don't, well, a wall doesn't seem effective. We're not sure that we can stop the payment. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, and um, Mr. McCarthy, who was formerly House Speaker at the time, and it's probably going to be House Speaker again, was talking about how, you know, all these networks are just pounding you with the idea that that six billion has nothing to do with what happened in Israel. Because that's what they do. They lie to you all day. It actually does. The six billion went into a, into a little uh, a little coffee cup labeled yep. you know humanitarian aid. But what the Iranians are doing is taking six million dollars out of that coffee pot and putting another one that says aiding terror. It's simple as that. Empty, empty yep. coffee cans. All right. One says schools. The other one says rockets. What it is is saying that the United States is willing to pay to release hostages. And uh, if the West is willing to pay release hostages, and here they were talking about five hostages, what is the West willing to pay to release 100 and 130 hostages? And uh, some of these are Americans, as you know. That's why we shouldn't deal with terrorists. I mean, Republicans note that uh, Hamas, the militant group that staged the stunning attack on Israel over the weekend, has been longtime military trainer, supporter, and funder of Hamas. And now Israel is retaliating against the attack that happened on Saturday. Up to this point now, we're talking 1,800 people dead so far in the fighting. They have that $6 billion and in a week drops into their account. The money's in Qatar. And, of course, it's an account receivable. It's not actual cash like Obama likes to send. He likes to put it on pallets in a private jet at 2 a.m. in the morning when you're not watching. Oh, it looks cool. Squad members taking heat for supporting Hamas. It's really, really sickening what's going on in this country. People cheering, cheering Hamas. Yesterday, Hamas put a video together of those people here in the United States cheering them on. Comrades and friends, yesterday the world woke up to incredible news. These people are cheering people who killed 40 babies and beheaded them. Uh 40 babies, at least. 
were were taken out on gurneys. Still, right now, they're going house to house, uh, still evacuating dead bodies. You continue to see just uh, cribs overturned, strollers left behind, all of these doors wide open. He said, we don't know the exact number of casualties because they're still collecting dead bodies, still going door to door because the active fighting here uh, just stopped. They say it is unlike anything they've ever seen in their entire lives before. Uh, the number of bodies, the number of casualties, the number of their family members, their friends uh, who all live in the, these these communities, it's, it's truly horrific images that they've seen firsthand. And as you can see, still, uh, you can hear those explosions overhead, still active, ongoing fighting. And people in Congress like, uh, let's see, AOC, Cory Bush of Missouri, Rashida Tlaib, who has a Palestinian flag outside her office mm-hmm. and refuses to remove it. They're all on Hamas's side, and they're the ones who just beheaded 40 babies. I mean, listen to the, the reporter. I, I got to give her credit her for trying to- Her voice is shaking so bad. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine being there and seeing that? Uh, there's a bunch of reporters dead too, isn't there? Yep. Like and nine so far, I think, is the last so number far, I saw. That's what they said. And uh, DeSantis had something to say to these people. And then you see uh, demonstrations in New York City and places where they're cheering on uh, Hamas and cheering on the, the destruction and the depravity. Um, we've got some serious problems. Look, if you don't like this country, you should not be in this country. I don't know why we've allowed. It's not just illegal immigration; it's also legal immigration. If you're that uh, ups, if you're that supportive of those types of attacks against one of our allies, that chopping off heads of babies, uh, I don't know why we would want you in this country to begin with. No, no, I'll contribute to the GoFundMe to get him the hell out of here. Yep. Noah Tisby served in the Israeli Defense Forces just like Gal Gadot. And uh, she is, uh, I'm telling you, man, formidable woman. You see her record? Combat duty. I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy. She uh, was talking about what she needs the world to know about what's going on with Israel. I am trying to get the world to understand. This is, as Defense Minister Gallant was saying, this is a fight for Israel's existence. Nothing short of this. This is the most disastrous day for the Jewish uh, people in our generation. And if I can get one thing passed on to your viewers, is to understand that Israel uses its weapons to protect her citizens. Hamas uses its citizens to protect their weapons. They are not interested in having a clean conflict. They're not interested in having peace or two-state solution. Those are, again, to quote Defense Minister Gallant, animals that are interested in destroying the state of Israel and slaughtering as many Jews as they possibly can. Yeah. This is what we're dealing with right now. We're seeing a lot of equivocation on social media mm-hmm. from certain fractions of the American government trying to compare this to whatever it is politically that you disagree with with Israel. It's a horrific, horrific equivocation right now and should be stopped. And this is human rights, social justice, and should be acknowledged as such. Now, this morning, we understand that tanks are just moments away from entering the Gaza Strip, and this is what she had to say about that. That's probably what needs to happen. Look, we cannot allow for a terrorist organization that is suicidal, maniac, misogynistic, and insane, to be honest, to be on our borders anymore. That's it. Everybody thought, and they had to clear the the wrong conception of being able to contain Hamas, that Hamas is turning a little bit more pragmatic, that Hamas is interested in more uh, work permits and interested in any kind of benefits for their citizens. We were wrong about this. And the initial concept of reading their charter and taking them for their words, which is 
destroying the state of Israel and slaughtering Jews. And again, I encourage your people to pick up the phone right now and Google the Hamas charter. This is one of the things that we've been talking about for a very long time. This is exactly what they're after. They weren't kidding. They meant it literally, and they're doing it. They're they doing it today. This is not some tiny terrorist mm -hmm. organization. This is something, this is an organization that has been sponsored and trained by Iran for many, many, many years. This attack has been planned for a very long time, according to reports with the help of Iran, but time will tell if that is actually true. And this is a serious, grave situation that Israel is at. That's Noah Tisby, uh, formerly of the uh, Israeli Defense Forces. So now the other side of the coin, MSNBC is the one that aligns themselves with Talib and all these uh, squad members that are all pro-Hamas and MSNBC, once in a blue moon, they have to at least fight back a little bit to something they know in their gut is wrong. Andrea Mitchell's on with a PLO spokesperson and uh, she's listening to this and she, to, in my estimation, she should have bonked her over the head with a chair, but she didn't. But this is her take on what's going on. Can you react to this threat from Hamas now to threaten to execute Hostages who include women, children, the elderly, who are taken from their homes, if there are any more air attacks. Andrea, this is the this is the problem is that I don't think that this is put in its proper political context. This isn't just a war. This is actually an occupation. They make it seem as though this came from nowhere. But sadly, it didn't come from nowhere. And I think it's only when we understand where the roots are, the fact that this is the result of the denial of freedom, that we'll be able to come in together and put into place measures to actually end this. 40 babies' heads were just cut off, and this piece of crap uh -huh. spokesperson is talking to Andrea Mitchell about how this is an occupation. An occupation is what we did in Iraq back during that war. That's, a, that's an army that occupies somebody else's territory for, you know, momentarily. That, that's an occupation. Hitler, Poland. Hitler, France. That's an occupation. This isn't an occupation. Israel has a right to their own state. This was all decided many, many years ago. You can read about it. It's pretty complicated. But right now, now, at this moment, that's what it is. To stand there and seeing what's going on and to come out and defend it and say that, oh, that's a darn occupying state is absolutely crazy. And Andrew Mitchell pushes back a little tiny bit. There has been violence on both sides over the years, but does that justify taking people out of their homes uh, of all ages? We're not talking about military people. We're talking about civilians, children and elderly people, uh, men and women and taking them into Gaza and threatening to execute them. Again, uh, Andrea, I'm not the one who's doing this, so it shouldn't be me who's asked to comment on it. This isn't, you know, I live in a totally different place. What I do want people to understand is what life in the Gaza Strip is like. The Gaza Strip now, more than 50% of the population is under the age of 18. So we're talking about children here. There are 2 million Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip who've been living under this brutal siege. I think that if we really want to move forward, it's not just a question of asking me uh, whether whether there are condemnations or not, but, ask, but asking ourselves, what is it that can be done? What what's being done right now is a pretty good thing we can do. I mean, you gotta understand Hamas wants all Jews dead. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's mm -hmm. no there's no little loophole there mm -hmm. or anything. That's it. That's what they want. You know, hopefully there's some Palestinians that live in the Gaza Strip that aren't about any of this. They just want to live their lives. And I'm sure there's some Palestinians that are not happy about their living conditions. But if you really look into it, and it's funny because it's really ironic, in one of the videos they showed last night, um, there's a guy from uh from Gaza Strip talking, there's a reporter there, and right behind them is a sandbag. 
on the sandbag is some Japanese writing. Uh, and that was, a, turns out that's a sandbag that was given to them back in 20, uh, 2020, I believe, uh, for flooding that was going on in Palestine. So people from all over the world have been trying to help people in the Gaza Strip right. with all kinds of things. Economic aid. When the flooding happened, they helped them with that. But what did they use that stuff for? They used the money to buy weapons instead of economic aid. They took the money away from the people. Then there was these sandbags, which is just an illustration. It's not that important. But instead of using it for the flooding that was happening, they used it for make bunkers. That tells you what their mindset is at. Mm-hmm. you know. And there's some so-called Palestinians that claim to be just citizens. And they're not. They're aligned with Hamas. This is a murderous group of people that want to eliminate the Jewish state and the people in it. That's all it is. And Andrea Mitchell, because she's on MSNBC, she doesn't fight back very much. You know? Well, Sunny Hostin, I didn't get the audio. I was trying to get it for this hour. But um, she, was it yesterday, was saying, uh, look to the victims of Israel to figure out why this is happening. And she was sticking up for <sighs> Hamas on to why they were doing this, as if they brought it on themselves. That's unreal, isn't it? And I keep playing Jesse because he said it best. These are animals committing atrocities against civilians. They're raping women, kidnapping children, and butchering corpses, and parading them around like a savage ritual. To Hamas, these are delicious war crimes. The Geneva Convention, irrelevant. You take the politics and the history and the religion out of this struggle, and this is a war that's easy to take sides on. If you can't take the right side on this war after hearing these repugnant tactics, there's something wrong with you. Yep. Said it pretty good there. So this guy in New York City was arrested. This is really odd. Uh, I don't know if he was under the influence of something, but uh, it happened around 1.30 p.m. in the afternoon when police were called to the North Pool. If you don't know what that is, that's where the Twin Towers were. Were, yeah. They have the North and South Pool where the towers were before they collapsed. And it's a 9-11 memorial. They found a 33-year-old man had jumped into one of the pools. What? Why? An emergency medical services team helped the guy who injured his left leg and back in the, uh, during the incident. They put him in an ambulance. But before he got injured, he went in one pool. And then what happened, Smoke? Smoke? You what? What happened after? Th- oh, the guy went down to the first spot? Yeah. I don't know how he didn't break anything because it's like 30 feet down, and 18 then, inches of water. And, and then, then he what? goes to the center which is a deeper hole and he kind of like lays down and looks down in it and then just slides in like a fish and you said it's because he lost a loved one there is that why that's what i've read in some stuff but i have no confirmation yeah it doesn't say that anywhere here it just says that he uh dove in one pool then slid into the other like a fish one of the pools descends 30 feet into a basin and drops 20 more feet into a central void wow Dude, uh, you know you're not supposed to go in there, right? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll find out tomorrow what that's all about. But right now, it's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. So the other day, Candace Owens uh, was, uh, I don't know where she was speaking. She was at a school. Yeah. And she was talking to, because they were... It was funny because half the people in the audience, it actually looked like a little more than half, to be honest, were loving Candace Owen and there to see her speak. And the other half were there to protest her. Right. Uh, she's very pregnant right very now, Very right? pregnant, which makes you uh, not tolerant of a whole lot of BS. And so somebody got up and asked her, do you remember I had it last week? Somebody got up and said- uh, Last week? 
What do you ha- or, or was earlier at the beginning of this week, I think. What do you have to say for people, trans people that are here in the audience that are triggered simply by your existence being here? Do you do you have it? <laughs> I'm it's looking under for Candace it. Owen from probably October. Oh, maybe it was last week. We have the world's greatest internet here. Uh, do we? No. Um. Anyway, she she fired back with a great answer, and this, uh, people were taken to Instagram to kind of make their own little videos and parodies about Candace's response. Yeah, I don't have that, but here's her response. You want to tell everybody what she said? Candace so said. the girl says, like I said, well, what do you have to say to people that are triggered by your, your existence being here? And she said, I don't know. Life's tough. Get a helmet. I'm too pregnant for this. I wanted to talk about Candace Owens really quick. Um, Candace had posted this video about how a trans member of the community or she was at a school or something or they had stated to her that the trans community was upset and or triggered or offended by her being there. And Candace Owens said, life's short to put on a helmet. <laughs> Hi five, Candace. Uh, I I totally agree with that. And this is how short life is. I don't have time to play pretend with you and your pronouns. I don't have time to, you know, sugarcoat things for you. They, them, he, Zers, or I don't even know what they are. True to international pressure. I mean, there's so many that I could call you. However, if I'm just struggling to even remember a name, let's be grateful that I remember that, okay? In the meantime, um, until you're waking up and you have rockets flying over your head like they do in Israel, mm-hmm. um, I, I suggest that you just stop playing pretend with me. I'm not going to play your game. No, I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. Um, it's not that I don't have respect for you. It's just I don't. I stopped playing make-believe a long time ago. Whoa. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. This next one is an internet vocal drummer. Oh, this is great. This is awesome. Everything with his mouth. Boogadoo. Hagada boogadoo. Hagada boogadoo. You. Hagada boom. Tikaka boom. Tikaka boom. Tikaka tikaka boom. Boom. Bagadoo. Bagadoo. Dugaba. To go back, a dagger boot, to go back, cat, 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 yeah, that goes on for another like two minutes. And uh, let, let's say you're in the car and you love Queen and you love Bohemian Rhapsody, but once in a while you go, oh, this song's way too long. It's a pretty long song, that's for sure. For you, uh, we have one that uh, maybe we'll start playing regularly. So for those of you with ADD, can enjoy it and you don't have to sit for six and a half minutes of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Here it is. Just killed a man. Now he's dead. Mama Mia. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Is that the, the radio edit? That's the new radio <laughs> edit, man. A total of seven seconds. And finally, the drunk day dem. So this is a comedian. She is making fun of this girl who is blasted out of her mind. And she's wearing, I have to paint the picture for you, like a toboggan, but it's got the cat ears. And so the cop is like, excuse me, ma'am, I need you to walk on this line. And she's like, uh, I go by they, them pronouns. Oh, and this is great. Thinking that it was going to save her. you remember that I told you that? Non-binary. First of all, we see the cat ears hat. We know. Second of all, this person is uh, taking a DUI field sobriety test. And throughout the whole video, they are failing miserably at this DUI field sobriety test because they're drunk. 
They had a lot of they, them, Shirley Temples. It's ballsy to be like, look, I know I was drinking and driving and this is a crime, but you gotta get your pronouns right, Christopher. <laughs> it is just so funny, this video, because this person is very clearly failing their drunk test and still being like, it's they, them. It's they, them. It's like, you're going to jail. It's stuff Rick <laughs> finds while surfing on the internet, on the internet, on the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. Mama just killed a man. Now he's dead. Mama Mia. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. Jerry Seinfeld hinting that there might be... No! A Seinfeld reunion. This was at a show the other night. Uh, all month long at Chuck's no, Chicken Shack. No, that's not it. Would you hit L? Oh, that's an L. <laughs> Did you write this? It's an L. Really? Yeah. Maybe I turn it this way. Okay. Right. So I'll get a ruler I next time. For you about the ending, but I can't really tell it because <laughs> it is a secret. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? But you can't tell anybody. Something is going to happen. <laughs> That has to do with that ending. It hasn't happened yet. They're going to fix the ending? Oh. He just says something's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to reboot it and pick up from that ending, but he did say that him and Larry David were thinking about it and that it's a big secret, but we're not sure. But possibly, I guess they figured, since we talked earlier about the Frasier reboot, that maybe they could reboot Jerry Seinfeld to make people feel better about that god-awful ending that they had when Seinfeld came to a close. Let me guess. Are they going to get up after a long dream? Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. Oh, they wake up. Oh, I had a horrible dream. We were in jail. Oh, boy. George, you'll never guess what I was dreaming about. (laughs) So are you one of those people that believes in like flipping a coin, heads or tails, that kind of thing? Believe in it? Yeah. Like, do you think that it's random. Like, if you're sitting there with someone and me and you go, okay, uh, let's see. We'll flip a coin. 50-50 chance. Do I believe it's random? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It depends on how you flip it. Yeah. Well, it says here, there's a new study that says coin tosses actually have a slight tendency to land on the same side where they started from. So if you start it with heads up and you flip it, it's got a slight lean towards where it's going to land on heads if you start on heads. And it'll land on tails if you start on tails. By what percentage? Uh, 51%. So oh. that's why the slight lean. Jeez, 51 well, Then it's not not good. They're splitting hairs at that point. I 51%. guess they did 350,000 coin flips, and they found that the coins landed on the same side 51% of the time well, as they did where they started. So that's now actually, for NFL games, they just drop the coin out of an airplane or something? That's actually close to perfect. I mean, that, that actually is more surprising how close it is to perfect than it is off. What's the last thing you do before you go to sleep? Flip a coin. Okay. <laughs> Whose side of the bed I'm going to sleep on? You sleep on the same side of the bed, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, seriously, what do you do? What's the last thing you do before you go to sleep? Put my uh, alarm on. Put the alarm on. Stick the phone. Yeah, you should try that smoke and put the uh, put the phone on the uh, phone charger. If you don't Make know sure Rick's, my gun's loaded. If you don't know what Rick's talking about, smoke was hella late to work this morning. Oh, the latest I've been in probably a decade. It was terrifying. Oh, yeah. No, no, it is historic. As a matter of fact, so historic that I uh, recorded it. Oh no, no, you didn't. Hey, I'm coming. You think so? 
Okay. Yes, yeah, very expensive. <laughs> what That's were you what saying? I sound like? What were you saying? I don't know. I wasn't even awake until I was on I four. You were like, I'm coming. This is a this is a Biden moment. Here we go. Okay. Yes, very expensive. We played it over and over again. Rick and I were like, What did he say? Okay. Yes, very expensive. I'll see you oh. soon. I think I figured well, out the last you have, part. I'll be honest. You have Rick to thank because he kept saying, should I call him? I'm not going to call him. I said, don't call him. He goes, always call. He goes, should I call him? I'm not going to call him. I'm not his dad. I'm not going to call him. I said, one day he deserves the panic of waking up because it'll be funny for us with the sun up. I said, that's comedy for Rick and I. So can you imagine if we didn't call you and you woke up and the sun was up? What would you have done? I'd call you from the hospital where I'm having a coronary. <laughs> I mean, this is this is one of those businesses where like you're not late, you're fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it, it, that's it. Like your only your job is to just be there on time. Listen to him. Yes, very precision. It is gosh. such a panic though when you're late, especially when you're doing such an early morning job. Like I have bad dreams sometimes on Monday mornings because I'm I have dreams that I'm I'm showing up to work late. That's how bad. We're after a long vacation, like after Christmas break, usually when we're not here, or even a, a shorter break, like Thanksgiving break. It's like, okay, I got to get my body back on the waking up in the middle of the night thing. And then I always have a nightmare that I'm late to work. My alarm. You had a nightmare that you were late to work, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, the other yeah. day? You yeah. were in California? I was in California. I was at Disney. Oh, no, I was in California. I was trying to call you two to tell you I was late, which you already knew. And my phone wouldn't leave the Disney app. <laughs> I couldn't dial. It kept asking me which pass I wanted. So uh, what's funny is the minute you answer the phone, we all do this when we're late, and this is exactly what everyone says. Hey, I'm coming. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm coming. Hey, just and Rick goes, you think so? <laughs> yeah, it's very expensive. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying. If you could go ahead and be on time. That would be great. Okay. Hey, I'm coming. You think so? Okay. Yes, yeah, very expensive. Did he say I'm very excited? See you soon. <laughs> Gosh, that that's that's bad. I can feel the pain. And now, why did you say you overslept? Because you ate last night. I had a very delicious meal. I was deep in the food yeah. coma. But that—that's the thing that no, gets no, me. No, no, you, no, you're like, leaving half the story out. Let's get real here. Come on. I had two shots of Jägermeister. Okay, but Pro- it was at like 8:30 oh, p.m. Okay, what time did you get home? I don't know. What time did you get <laughs> home? Like 11. <laughs> Ele- no, you said your girlfriend put you in the car at midnight. At midnight. Yeah. Get your shoes on. We're at Grandma's house. What? Yeah. Did you fall asleep at Grandma's? No. I, I, that's the part I don't get, is I have like 15 alarms. I don't wake up for those. The minute Rick calls, it, I'm just instantly shoes on in the car. So wait, so your alarm went off. Did you just Did you just snooze it? Or did, it not, did you forget to set it? No, they're, they stay set. They stay set. So I, I don't know. I think maybe I just need to change up the sound. No, maybe you should not go out till midnight drunk, uh, you know, on a weeknight, school night. It's my hey, birthday. I wasn't even out till midnight drunk. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, very excited for our season. <laughs> I'm very excited about coming to the station. Bad for a Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about coming to the station. Well, I mean, Rick's reply is the scary part because he's like, you think so? <laughs> Think you still got a job here, huh? huh? You think you get, think your code's gonna work to get in the building? Well, it was funny because we're sitting there and I'm like, where is he? Rick goes, you call him. I go, I'm not his boss. I'm not calling him. You call him. He goes, fine. I get, what did you make me? Deputy I made you dep- program director. Deputy program director. Because <laughs> you call him, you're now deputy program director. I go, no. I go, do you think he's oversleeping? And he goes, of course he's oversleeping. I was like, well, 
I said it would be kind of funny if you just didn't call and he woke up and the sun was up because in the sheer panic would be enough oh, punishment no. alone. I don't get to see the sunrise, so when I do, it's it's terrifying. Hey, I'm coming. You think so? Okay. Yes, very expensive. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Somebody do something stupid. With Jill and Smokestack. All right, this kid made a big mistake. California student went to school. What he thought he picked up some candies at home. Turned out they were gummies. No, not pot. They were sleep aids. Oh, like oh, melatonin. Like yeah, I don't know what they were. He says uh, he thought they were candy. He was passing it out to his schoolmates. About six of his friends, uh, eight couple of them. Alameda County fire officials say a crew were called out to John Muir High School. Oh, no, I'm sorry, middle school Monday after nurses on campus reported at least one studia- student acting strange. No one was hospitalized. Most of the kids just got really sleepy. Oh, it must have been like those melatonin gummies. They all went home to rest for the rest of the day. Huh. You know, I, I tried doing those. They give you weird dreams. Do I they? Can't do that? Yeah. I've never done Ambien. Anybody done Ambien? Oh no. no. Not after what's her face did it. Who? Was it Rosie O'Donnell? I don't know. Or no, Roseanne. Remember she did that whole giant racist tweet. But everyone's like, "What's wrong with you, Roseanne?" She's like, "I took Ambien. I don't remember any of it." Oh. Wow. Okay, you two is playing a residency at the Sphere in Las Vegas. It has generated the highest parking, self-parking charges ever in Las Vegas. $100 for just a few hours to see you two. To put your car somewhere? Yeah, if you valet, it's $125 without a tip. Wow. I mean, the parking alone. Think how many cars they'll fit. A very senior U.S. Navy officer supposedly witnessed a huge triangle. This is something that's been seen I don't know how many times across the world. The last one I saw was a good video, too, was the triangular-shaped object above the Pentagon. Remember that one? That's spooky because, I mean, if you're an alien, that's probably where you'd check out first. So a very senior U.S. Naval officer supposedly witnessed a huge triangle-shaped craft above his house, which blasted the area with radiation. Former intelligence officer turned whistleblower David Grush famously claimed that the U.S. government has access to a crash UFO system and testified before Congress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has now shared more startling stories from his sources within the military. He claims one Navy officer hadn't gotten on the record over his UFO encounter because he had a lot to lose. According to David, the anonymous witness was super scared to come forward and didn't even tell his wife about what he saw five years ago. But the whistleblower, who has a background in psychological analysis, regards the man's account of his experience as completely credible. He recalled he was going to work at a certain facility in the morning, not drunk, not high, slept eight hours, and a 300-foot triangle craft hovered over his car for a couple of minutes. He couldn't even process what he was seeing, but the bizarre encounter with the massive craft was more than just an unexplained sighting. The Navy officer says there was physical evidence left behind by the huge object. David claimed he took pictures of it with his you know, phone, and um, all the upper facing parts of his car were all hit with ionizing radiation. Whoa. It was ultraviolet because the paint became milky on the car. His headlines totally went cloudy, and they completely cleared when the craft left. Milky. What a Whoa. weird word. <laughs> Can't we all just get along? Eat the arm. You have to see Mars attack to know what I'm talking about. I mean, but to do that to the car? Still stuck on the word milky. You think, well, you think Slim Whitman is getting uh, royalties? He's dead, though. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the Slim Whitman estate is still getting royalties for the weapon used in Mars Attack. The Slim Whitman estate. <laughs> All right, and finally, uh, science shows something surprising about people who still do journals and diaries and stuff like that. Do you ever have one? No. Do you have one, Jill? I think I had one for a few minutes when I was a little kid. I had a Mickey Mouse diary, yeah, when I was really little, and it had a key to it, and I thought it was so cool, but then, yeah, like when I'd open it, I'd be like, what do I put in it? Because when you're that young, you don't really have anything salacious to put in your diary. Went to school, came home, right? <laughs> ate goulash, went to bed. <laughs> well, scientists are saying that uh, people who keep journals are healthier than the rest of us. Why? Benefits include long-term improvements in mood, stress levels, and depressive symptoms. Not only does writing what you've done all day make you less likely to get sick, it also increases chances of fighting specific diseases like asthma, AIDS, and cancer. See, I don't know. That's Maybe, crazy. It just seems like it'd be depressing. It can also to work late. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it can also make physical wounds heal faster. A study from the 2013 uh, study found that 76% of adults who spend 20 minutes writing their thoughts and feelings for three consecutive days Two weeks before medical medically necessary biopsy were fully healed 11 days later. Come on, really? I mean, I've talked to some people like that. They're like, yeah, I have to journal. And I'm like, what are you, what are you writing down? They're like, it's my only outlet. If I don't write it down, the words just keep spinning in my head. I have to write something down. So does Bill O'Reilly, yep. Huh. But it's true, though, according to this, and it was published in a journal. So, uh, you know, it's got some credibility here. I can't. Just spend, I just get one for looks? Just spend 15 to 20 minutes a day just writing down just what happened today and how you feel about it. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got to do and does all the stuff I just told you about. Now, what, what if you don't know, you know, you're not good at it? What if you're afraid? Yeah, what if I'm like, I, I want to be more, I want my diary to make me seem more exciting than I actually am. Oh, I see. Well, you can hire somebody. I've wanted to keep a diary, but I've never written in one because, well, my life is so pathetic. That's not a problem with the new Wonko pre-written diary, the diary that's already been filled in for you. It contains feats you could never accomplish in real life, like performing heart transplants, winning the Indy 500, or discovering the cure for cancer. Let's see what I did today. <laughs> Dear diary, today I climbed Mount Everest naked. Wow, I am an interesting person. The Wonko pre-written diary. And coming soon, the Wonko pre-written checkbook. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. 105.9 Sunny FM. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.